Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Fanable Thank You message for December. We present our Fanable Patreons versus the Convenience Cape Course in a Blood Tournament. Let's see how it's go. Wait, oh my god, there is so much blood. Oh god, we have Call Me Ishmael, David Fergman, M. Neville, Rasmus, Rasmus, oh, so much blood, I can't pronounce words properly. Rasmus, Fonseca, and Adam Bueller doing the alliteration association assassination. Oh, we've got Christopher Durback, Terry G. Moore, Varn, Eric, and Darcy Rose performing the outrageous, outmoded obliteration. That's not even up to date. Why would you do that to a person? Jeffrey, Tim, Daniel, and Nick, Kevin Lemke, Jimmy Serral, and Rochelle Jackson performing the explosive extreme examination. Oh, oh, you Falric, Tom Huber, Kendall, Richard Crooks. Luke Trim, why would you perform the majestic morbid mutilation? I thought you were good people. Leona Coffing, Trenton, Daniel Whitmer, Sarinke, Warren Cummings. Oh my god, you're doing the stupendous suspense of subjugation, you monsters! David Roberts, Lucic, Megan Peterson! You're just stabbing the guy. Really? I was in mode here. Oh, 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 no, 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 that's, that's, that's a lot of stabbing. Okay, okay, I'll accept that. Thank you, Fendable fans, for giving us your good, sweet cash. We can continue this operation. And I'll forgive you for the bloodstains that are on now in my shirt. And I'm now horrified. Thank you very much for being a fan. That this has all been a fucking setup by your fucking king to get me here. Everything has been a goddamn setup. No one sees the golden king. Without permission. Mm-hmm. And between you is the, a bestial-looking face. You turn, look to your left, uh, left and right. Mm-hmm. Behind it looks like a giant gray demon with huge wings. Everything is beautiful. There's no sense of blight anywhere. If you had to guess, these memories are pre-blight. Golden King you saw sitting down in the throne. Golden uh, clothing with a golden mask standing there and he suddenly gets bigger. The uh team uh old British or cockney is that the proper term for whatever whatever. It's an accent. It is an accent. <laughs> Come on. Mm-hmm. Let's do this. Wait, right, Byron um so they lead, I guess the servant leads us to their door and to their door, yes. takes a, st- uh, a breath, smiles, looks towards uh, uh, Mora, nods his head, he's like, I'll be speaking in English, I need you to translate. Of course. So now, love, let's get started. <laughs> okay. Remember, pinky, pinky fingers outward, mm-hmm. knock, 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 okay. knock, 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 knock. The door is open, it's one of the human servants with the ghouls. Hello, mate. Yeah. Bonjour. <laughs> you notice that the ghouls are actually sitting around the table. They seem to be having tea. Oh, fuck. Okay. And they and they all have a cup. It's like, Lord Byron, please, we just set some up. Please have some tea with us. And we can probably discuss the current events and where we're going to go from here. I would love to have a little bit of tea with you, wankers. <laughs> my God, your cleansiness is worse than my arsehole. <laughs> a spot of tea sounds delightful. I will say this. Say. I will say this. 
things. You cannot have skills higher than the attribute associated with them. You right? can. That's oh. actually it's some, only, only for, for academic in, skills and for intelligence. Oh, yeah, for oh some reason, I was yeah. wrong. Oh. So I'm actually, I could just co- completely go and start using acting and etiquette, but I think this seems yeah. better okay. if I'm a little right. bit more. Okay. But even though I can't say words pretty, uh, I have okay etiquette. You okay. Can, I, I can, I'll, but yes. Okay. All I right. thought, I thought that was the case too. Okay. But no. All right. All right. Never mind. I flop down and then I kind of straighten up. And then I, it really is like I'm every time it's kind of like me reminding myself like straighten up and then I my body just slowly starts to revert back to like slouching but then I straighten up again. So okay. I, I take a seat and like okay, oh, a spot of tea would be fucking grand love. Lovely. Um, we would love to have some tea. Lovely. Please take a seat. One of our servants will do. Would you prefer black, green, sugar? I prefer a little bit of the servant's juices if you get my drift. <laughs> black tea, two lumps of sugar. <laughs> Perfect. And you see the servant come in with and just bring down the tea a little bit. Now, first off, we need to find out the situation with the ghouls within uh, your town. Are there proper accommodations? Is there uh, perhaps some sort of dead trade in order for them to consume and become uh, active members of your society? No, we keep them right in the shed where most of the turds are really flushed down to. Unfortunately, the accommodations that the ghouls have been forced into by the uh, upper crust of society are less than ideal, and we don't have daily contact with them to know their the ins and outs of their society. Are you telling me that ghouls in your society are second-class citizens, even though they can bring so much culture to your to the British Isles? What can you say? No one wants to take orders from a fat fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I just dropped another sugar pill. <laughs> Raise it up and just... Byron's accepted it. Like, (laughs) fuck it. The people of Britain have not realized yet what sort of culture the ghouls can bring to us. So where are the ghouls currently accommodated? Uh, They're on the the underside of things, mate. Uh, Oh, oh. Tell them that they have accommodations around the docks and that we, uh, uh, we leave them be. We don't hunt them mostly. They have accommodations uh, directly on the banks of the River Thames. Oh, must be a beautiful sight. There's just silence between them both. Let's just get down to the gritty, the, the pork grinds of this all. Things. Naturally, uh, if you can bring us in contact with the ghouls there, we can establish their situation and perhaps bring some French ghoul influence upon Britain. That's bring our the, own culture there. That's fucking brilliant. I know this man called Pettyworth. He's the only one that knows the fascinations of all petty culture. Really, he reminds me of him trying to emulate Son Yu. He's with the britches, the gloves, the hairs. He bathes at least once every fucking month. It's fucking fantastic. You could be a positive uh, sight. Really, the goddamn Jesus of the goddamn goblin scene. We have a contact with a ghoul named Pennyworth, who is perhaps the most uh, cultured of the ghouls that we have met, and we believe that he would be an excellent contact for you to have. Will you naturally be our, the one to speak with this Pennyworth about the situation, and perhaps, you know, allow us to bring some of our culture to Britain? <laughs> if I shove my, a fork down my throat and relieve myself of my bowels, I might be able to check him out for a little bit. <laughs> Pennyworth is a always a delight to visit, and we would be happy to... Always a delight to visit? Yeah, that was pretty delightful. I got to cut up Spring Hill Jack. 
Yeah, All right. That's a good point. That's a good point. Okay. I had a blast. <laughs> She's a cold. Uh, you're right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Makes sense. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of Byron. He said that he'd be losing points. Yep. All right. No, all right. there's a reason that Moira's the right. talker. That's why she's not saying Byron says. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. We, we were talking about this on the way. There. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, uh, and, uh, yes, we would absolutely be the conduits for your goodwill. Interesting. What would you like in return for this valuable service? Well, here's what I'm fucking thinking of. Right now, friends, they're just sitting here diddling the diddlies, and they have to admit the French people don't got much diddly to diddle. Now, us British people are over there. We have a nice little island. We've got plenty of fucking resources. It's goddamn fantastic. And then we have French over there who's not even giving us a little bit of a peep. How about we start peeping away while we diddling? We'll diddle each other a little bit, and you give us a little bit of a uh, trade. Why am I going to Brooklyn? <laughs> <laughs> Around the world in 50 accents. Yeah, I love it. We would like to discuss the opportunity for a trade agreement to be opened between Britain and France. And we believe, uh, and, and, look, give me a second. Fuck your hell off, that <laughs> And we believe that your voice in the matter would convince perhaps the Golden King to give us a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And we believe that you have enough influence here at the court that you could perhaps be the ones to bring our petition to the Golden King. Look at that woman over there. You can bounce a goddamn crumpet off her crumpet. They look and then look at you. What was he pointing at? Uh, he <laughs> was admiring the beauty of the servants of the Palace of Versailles. They do go make sure to go to the village and get the most beautiful men and women. Now, as for trade, we will put in a good word, naturally, with the Golden King, but sadly, we ourselves are not truly in charge of the docks. We do have some influence, but... It will take the Golden King to truly convince Gaston to open the docks for you. Oh, Gaston, that fucking wanker did this to me. I'd fucking take a spoke to his eye any day of the week. We've met Gaston. Look at this. First he says, look at this dude. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so have we. And we'll be honest here, in polite society, he's a bit of a hard to get to know. I can see that. Mm-hmm. But deep down, he is a He's a person <laughs> that you will have to deal with. Moira nods. But we will definitely speak with the Golden King. As long as we can come into agreement with your leadership. What are you called? Queen? Uh, it, uh, <laughs> I got a couple of names for The her. Queen. Indeed. <laughs> yes. If you could put us in touch with the Queen, we can truly bring French ghoul culture to Britain. Well, you ought to realize the Queen doesn't talk to no pennywinkles. She talks to the lords. I mean, it's like me going to the Golden King as a servant pan and speaking to him. Don't happen. Kings got to talk to queens. Queens got to talk to kings unless they're sucky sucky on the time. Perhaps after this meeting, we can arrange for we we can open up discussions directly between the Queen and the the Queen of Britain and the Golden King. The Golden King does not directly talk to foreign representatives of either either be them servants or kings and such, except for rare circumstances. He tends to leave trade and negotiation with well people like us. The Queen is the same way. Fucking, she doesn't answer any of my goddamn messages. My apologies, I must have mistranslated because, of course, the Queen is the same way and deals through ambassadors. Naturally, naturally. 
Now, here's the important thing, and make sure you try to make this sound lovey-dovey, because this is what I really need them. The it thing- helps when you say it clearly the first time. <laughs> I'm trying to say No, this this is the important right now, and I need you to make sure, one second, that you <laughs> you, you have to play this a little bit subtle, and, and make sure not to lie, because they don't like that, Moira. I, I, I log towards them again, and I keep on talking. Um See, right now, I need you to hint that right now we see troubles in Italy, and I believe that there could be troubles along this way, which is why I want a trade agreement. Keep it subtle. This is not a lie. It's a speculation on my part. May we speak uh, with you as well about uh, other international situations that we have seen in our travels? Please. Well, it is merely speculation at this point, and I would appreciate it, both of us would appreciate it, if this did not leave this room before we had more time to discuss it. Um, but we are concerned about unrest in Italy. Oh? I don't, have you heard any rumors coming from that We tend not to kingdom? listen to much outside of France, because whatever happens outside does not affect France. Oh, and then you're translating. Yeah. Like, Here's the fucking long and short of it, mate. Then I start looking at his outfit, and I'm going to roll uh, appraisal. Mm-hmm. Fifteen. Does he have any fabric on him that's out that it, that he acquired through trade? All of it. Your little scarfs—they're from Switzerland. Your Prussian uh, boots from Russia. Uh, even that little gym right there, I'm guessing that's Eastern Caribbean, brought on by the American Trade Union. The fucking wanker screwed my father up so long, I've forgotten about America. Land of the free. Free my wanker on the face, if you ask me, mate. But the thing is, right now, Italy brought a lot of firepower to a little bit of a party at Switzerland, mate. Now, hear me out, hear me out, because if I could have just said these words to you, I'd have you convinced with the palm of my hand, but this is what I've been noticing. There's a little get-together in Switzerland, a celebration. Oh, look, everybody's here. The council, the council is supposed to appear, but they don't. You know why? Because a sodden goddamn civil war breaks out. Lucky for us, though, the Italians, they had three fucking godlings on their side. Now, hear me out. They don't like the rumors coming from here, I bet. They say that you guys are worshipping demons. Caught living alongside of bloody monsters. They're looking to bring a fucking crusade down on your ass, and they need to get through the Alps to do it. And who owns the fucking Alps? Switzerland. They were looking to destroy the council themselves. And then say, oh, the Catholics need us, absorb them, and then launch from there. But, that's why I didn't make peace talks with just the council. That's why I split them up during the little party. I said, we need the new council and the old council, keep them separated, unionize them at one point. Thus, they couldn't release the little godlings to kill them in one foul swoop and thus taste and sweet the end. I realize right now that Moira is really going to have to shorten this up. <laughs> but... This is what I just needed to announce it loudly, loudly, loud, in order to make you realize and make myself realize uh, that this has all been a fucking setup by your fucking king to get me here. Everything has been a goddamn setup. The little corpses that we spoke to, love, in the wasteland, every one of them said go to fucking France. 
fucking hell, it was the goddamn Faye. The goddamn Faye got me here. Promised me nothing but whiskey and titties. So, just hint to them that, uh, I know war's coming, and the king knows war's coming, and I hope that we can work together, because Switzerland's not going to get you your pretty boots much longer. I just kind of, I just kind of <laughs> throw down my biscuit in anger. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, Moira uh, has a much better poker face than I do. Uh, and she turns to them. Uh, I believe that on the surface, yes, you uh, are most concerned with the goings-on in France, and yet it is very obvious from your fine attire that you are reliant upon trade with the rest of of Europe. And if the troubles in Italy continue to boil over, as they nearly did in Switzerland, nearly starting a civil war, then you definitely should care about what happens in Italy and the rest of the European countries. I need you to give me a charm roll. Come on. Ten, thirteen. Do not their head. Those are very, very good points. Something to truly consider. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Mara can tell I am pissed. <laughs> and I'm like shaking, like, taking a second. And honestly, the Mara is, is, um, like kind of stepping her toe, her, her <laughs> leaning onto your toe with mm-hmm. hers. And the passion in your voice right now really showcases that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking right. change using my brother against me. Oh, this is gonna be a fucking cruising for a bruising. Alright. Okay, so what did you want exactly from him? <laughs> because obviously that entire speech kind of coming out of it. I want him to basically, uh, have concern that they, they need trade. And I give him a reason. I, I just want them to be able to when I start talking to the king, that they they are on my side. Oh yeah. Okay. And I didn't need them to say like, "Oh, this is a favor." I need them to realize like, "Oh shit, my boots that I love, mm-hmm. I won't have those anymore." I need them to actually feel that. I no, will we lose don't. My Armani's. Exactly. <laughs> so, and honestly, that just was a stream of consciousness, and my character just kind of starting to think he might have figured something out. Mm-hmm. He might have been played. Okay. All right. That is a very very good point. Something we'll have to discuss with our elders, naturally, but I think we come to you. Speak with the Golden King. We'll put in a good word. We'll see how it goes. Shake hands. Yeah, shake hands. Walk out. And then as, as soon as they like, we close the door, they just hear from like the, ba- like the, the hallway, <laughs> something breaks. Uh, it's like I tip over a statue, and I'm, like, I'm walking uh, towards the room and towards my room. And by the time I'm like in the door, I'm screaming, Marcus! Doctor, get your horses in here! If they're not out dealing with a rock monster. Right. Uh, actually, by this time you're out dealing with a rock monster. So it takes, it takes about, I'm going to say, an hour for you to come back. Gentlemen. So, yeah, you finally come in. Mm-hmm. I stand up. Are you bloodied? Um, or beat up looking? Nope. No, no. You're nope. Fine. In fact, uh, quite the opposite, because you saw me. I was bloodied, and now I'm fine. Gentlemen, I think I just come upon one of them epiphanies. All right. Hear me out. Moira, you're in luck. You don't have to translate for me. Thank God. So, I'm going to... Moira looks haggard. <laughs> she actually says, thank God, and there is a moment where, like, 
Myra keeps talking, and the doctor and Marcus just look <laughs> like they just saw Phoenix go like, <laughs> like fly by the window. Something Moira needs a nap. May is not uh, never sat right with me. You see, a lot of people were wondering why I didn't try to escalate the war, mm-hmm. have Prussia defend Switzerland. It'd be good for Britain. But I, I was thinking something along them lines. You see. When we went to Switzerland, we were invited to a little party. At the party, the councillor was the council was supposed to arrive. We were supposed to raise glasses, cheer, uh, you know, say cheers and all that jazz, right, right. and say we're all fucking allies. Mm-hmm. And then the fucking civil war started. Is that right? We're all following. Right. The yeah. council never came because of the war. Mm-hmm. But you know who did come? Italians. Mm-hmm. And you know what they had with them? Fucking dark angels. Yes, I remember those. As a fucking ceremonial god? Those things ripped through the entire goddamn kingdom. It wasn't fucking there to sip tea and raise glasses. The Italians want Switzerland for them goddamn Once these little dark angels go sweep through the goddamn Châtelet, they come back say, look, what French did, they had a terrorist attack, but don't worry, we're good Catholics, you're good Catholics, we're going to fucking take care of you. They absorb Switzerland into Italy, and now Italy has a fucking launching off part in the next Inquisition, Mm. which is France. They wanted a fight. That's why he was so fucking pissed when the council in the Civil War started, because with that Civil War starting, then they had another power play, and then they were ready to go to war, get rid of them. That's why I didn't say that we should support one. I supported them both, kept them both separated so the fucking Italians couldn't just come in, clean them out, and take over Switzerland. Now, here is what I'm thinking. And I just realized that was I was sucking down tea with ghoul A and ghoul B. The golden king sees all. You hear me, you son of a bitch? I know you understand me. You're always a son of a bitch, whatever. <laughs> The golden king sees all. He knows Italy's about to fucking strike. He knows that his trade agreements aren't going to last. And he knows he's burned up so many fucking bridges before that Britain's not going to try an envoy. Brush is not going to try a fucking envoy here. But he still wants us to come. Guess what he does? He finds a little, little brat looking for answers. Why my brother died? He finds a widow. Oh, where can I find my husband again? He finds a doctor looking for a vampire that fucking screwed him over. And guess what? We get the same message from the same goddamn hallucination. Go to France. We literally listened to a bunch of goddamn corpses to get to France. This wasn't a way for us to find a quest. I'm not going to find my brother's murderer here. This was to get a fucking audience with us. He wants to fucking talk because he knows wars are coming. That's speculation, of course. If I'm lying, my bad. Yeah, sounds like a pretty roundabout way. You could have just sent a card. Oh, no, but that sends too many fucking bells and whistles to Italy. If they start seeing embassies going left and right, people traveling, inviting people in to talk, Italy realizes that their surprise attack is shit on shit stains. We snuck in. We snuck in. There's no one that fucking knows we're here. And that's what he wanted. Alright. Victor's not here. My brother's killer's not here. And the answer of Horatio's death being permanent ain't here. 
the Golden King's here and he wants to fucking talk. Well, he's kept us waiting long enough then. So, am I hearing a midnight exit? No, if he wants to fucking talk, I'll talk to him. But we're not playing these goddamn gangs anymore. Guess what? They took away my charm. This is what British people be when they don't got no fucking handy dandy charm. Let's go. Get your shit. We're going to speak to the king right now. We're walking towards yeah. the fucking throne. Yeah, no, I watch him walk off. Turn off. Turn tomorrow. Well, we had a good life. True. <laughs> <laughs> At least I'm not dying with wine on me face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we're it's been an honor, gentlemen. <laughs> Uh, All right. She leaves. We shut the door. Pack your shit. Pack your <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> we just open up the window. Grab the silverware. Grab the silverware. Start grabbing all your shit and running. Yep. <laughs> Jump onto the back of a rock monster and ride off into the sun. I can't wait till I give this theory to the king and he's like, that's absolutely wrong. <laughs> that is... That the is the stupidest thing. How dare you come in here? Your narcissism <laughs> is boggles the celestial mind. <laughs> I literally have servants that are undead just to appease my desire to rule. <laughs> and you, sir... I know all. I see all. I'm still baffled by all <laughs> Point. When you, you remove my charm, this is like, I was going to be subtle about this. I've been thinking about it for a while. And then when you remove my charm, I'm like, fuck it, no. No, I love it. I just love the idea of the Golden King being like, at no point did you come close to a coherent connection. May God have mercy on your soul. So, uh, yeah, I'm walking towards the throne room. Can we please talk about those trade embargoes from ten years ago? All right, let's do it. I love it. Okay. Campaign's coming to an end, guys. <laughs> that was quick. All right. <coughs> I know we wanted to explore Ireland, but uh, it's yeah. not happening. No. They're giving me to the fair. They're <laughs> okay. not going to kill but us. We do get to go to Ireland. Yay! Well, part to me. <laughs> All right. You go through numerous hallways. You see a couple of servants looking panicked, wondering where you're going. <laughs> Some of them go, like, one of them stands in front of you. I dare you. Put your hands up. Stop. I'm just crushing past them. Okay. Unless they try to physically stop me, I'm. Just, if they try, I'm just gonna like headbutt them in the face, mm-hmm. like old school fucking brawl in the yeah. bar. Okay, it's like whiskey. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm walking towards the the throne. Okay, you start rushing towards the throne. Not rushing. Oh. I'm walking. Okay. Like, it's a purposeful yeah. walk. Okay, you go through. You we see turn the-, the corner, and there's like a million guns aimed at us. I feel less bold. <laughs> All right, we'll call back. <laughs> headbutt this. All right. You go through, I'm assuming you see the double doors in front of you, you slam through. Yep. Yep. And before you are, it looks like three Jebedons. One in front of the throne, one to the left, and one to the right. All hey, growling. <laughs> no one sees the Golden King without permission. <laughs> I thought you'd say me record for no, the no, 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 no. Well, I'm looking for permission. Turn around, Fido. Talk to the Golden King and tell him I want to have a conversation or I'm leaving. You are free to leave. Fantastic. Let's get our shit. Right. Bye. <laughs> That's probably what I've heard so yeah, far. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah, after Byron's, like, epiphany, like, I don't want to stay. Mm-hmm. Fuck this noise. Yeah. Byron, uh, he grabs the silverware as he walks out. Yep. <laughs> just shoves it into his pocket. He says, well, bye. Okay. <laughs> He's walking. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're leaving. Okay. Victor's not here. Brother's killer's not here. Yeah. 
Okay. This is, like I said, guys, this is bad. <laughs> uh, Byron's, yeah, he's, uh, collecting his shit, uh, getting the steam trunk, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, just backing up. Mm-hmm. All, All right. right. Are we backing our own outfits again? Yep. Okay. Awesome. No, right. wait, no, this is fabulous. I'm so not you're fucking this stealing it. Oh, I'm okay. not stealing it. It was a gift. Yeah. It was a gift. So All are right. these bottles of wine that <laughs> <laughs> they, they go and they see like the refrigerator's like, oh, they didn't take the wine. They realize it's, it's like the bottles are filled with water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as you're getting ready to leave, though, as you open the doors open and there's a Jebedon in front of you. Hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> what's up, dog? What's up, dog? All right. It would please many if you did not leave immediately. The Golden King needs to speak with you. Yeah, when is that? When he is available. And when would that be? When he can. Could he talk, tell him to get this fucking accent off me right now? I... I'm really apologetic about lying. Oh, wait, no, that's sarcasm, which isn't a fucking lie where I come <laughs> from. It's a piece of dignity, like gay marriage. <laughs> 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 a little political. A little political for Topical. you, people. Nice. He is, and the it looks like he's looking towards, unavailable to cure your affliction. You said that we were allowed to leave when we want. Well, we want, and I know that we can, because otherwise you lie. Your answers are here, but the king is unavailable. We're leaving, and you either lied... Which isn't right, because you're standing here. Or you're telling the truth, and you're panicking, because we're leaving. So, uh, looks like, uh, Byron, you're welcome to negotiate with the dog, while my fantastic ass and these tassels leave. <laughs> I'm taking the steam trunk for you. And I lift this massive steam trunk <laughs> like it was nothing and walk out. I'll give you this love. I'll give you a bit of a compromise, because that's what Britain people do. We fucking compromise. We don't lock the goddamn borders down and not communicate for 200 years. I will say this for you to save face. I'll come to tonight's little fancy party. I'll dress up all nice and whiskey-like. But if he's not there tonight, I'm taking the carriage out within the minute afterwards the party's released. So hopefully... By the grace of the Golden King, his his entire schedule will clear. That will suffice. Perfect. He paws away. <laughs> Turn around in the hallway. Right, so we're going to get a carriage or... Anyone? We're going to stay until the morning. We're going to stay until <laughs> tonight. Right. My God, your ass looks great in those. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I really am amazed at the tailors here. <laughs> oh, I cannot talk like this anymore. I'm like in front of a mirror saying like, you know, rain and spade falls fucking wankers pissing off the balcony on a hooker's tail. There's something to be said for vows of silence. <laughs> Marcus bursts out laughing. There's something to be said for vows of silence. That's clever. That is the, just saying. That is that is legitimately one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my life. And that's all of your seven words, girl. So congratulations. I slammed the door. <laughs> I don't like the fact that someone's funny. <laughs> Fuck off, all of you. <laughs> 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 so 
So long as he doesn't sing along. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. I need all of you to give me intelligence rolls. Barely, this is incredibly stupid. <laughs> oh. 21. Just intelligence? Or... Yeah. 17? No, 20. Marcus and Mora. Oh, what'd you get? Uh, 11. Yeah, I got like 14. Marcus and... I'm uh, sorry. Uh, Byron and Mora. The way the dog talked... And you're, t- you're getting this from a dog, so it's take that from Bill. He makes you say some weird <laughs> shit, doesn't it? Most of our games You are make like, you suddenly realize... Kept- that you are actually inside your house, Billy. <laughs> okay. And this is all just an opium state of coma. It makes you realize that maybe something is happening with the Golden King, that he is not able, especially with that huge insult you gave him by rushing in and he didn't appear. Maybe this might be a good opportunity to try to figure out what's happening. To maybe sneak in and figure out. Marcus. Hey. Yep. I creak open the door again. Hey. I need your help with something. And Moira. Aha. I know that you're actually the the hat rack. Moira. (laughs) (laughs) I need you both to sneak in. I need you to find out what's wrong with the Golden King. And I need you to do it well today. Sneak into the private chambers of another sovereign. Yes. You fucking killed right, on so Prussian, uh, a Prussian. This is what you do for the family. I'm sorry, sorry. I don't know what you're referencing. Of course. Um, <laughs> what did you just say? <laughs> mm-hmm. oh. say it. That's it. You did. You did. <laughs> you did. <laughs> do you know that I killed that, that I killed the guy? Oh yeah, yeah, you do. You do. Oh yeah, I do. Is the I first time that you brought it up to her? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is the first time you brought it up to Moira. I think I actually yelled at no, her. No, you yelled at her about it. Yeah. Okay. And she like slapped me and said, "I I work for the family." So okay. Her saying, "Roll a one d six for me, please." Oh, that's right. Yeah, that was a good scene. Yep. There's too many good scenes. I can't keep them straight. See, that's why you got to play like me and Dan, man. Just have a all right. Good Countdown. Coordination. Coordination. My roll a one d six for me, please. Come on, one. Four. Hmm. What? Explain what happens. As you feel like a piece of your <laughs> really a fucking trip. As, as your, it feels like a piece of your soul. Everyone sees it. It feels like something's being sucked out of her, and she's just curled up in pain for a second. Moira, 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 are you all right? Moira, I gotta, I gotta like smack you, and I miss. <laughs> she swats at the coat rack, and I just look. <laughs> I look stunned at the doctor. Oh, doctor, we're in some serious trouble. <laughs> the doctor just—he's yes, still back are. in his room, like on the other side. I'm sorry. <laughs> Quietly closing the door. <laughs> You're locking it. <laughs> What's the little latch? <laughs> Moira, Moira, stay still. Stay still. Um, right. It's okay. Oh God. I've worked with the doctor for many years. I, 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 I know. I, 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 I can do something here. I'm doctor. I begin to think the universe has a plan as a scruple for you because it took out both of your primary skills. Doctor. Yes. Doctor, a, a plague upon the. I'm up on the clean house. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Okay, Moira, let's just let's just fucking test this out. I pick up a, I pick up like a little like a, a ball and I toss like a like a peach and I toss it over towards like underhand yeah. towards uh, uh, Marcus and he catches it. <laughs> like I catch it like without even looking. Like I to- you toss it back at me and I look at you and I toss it up towards you. And it goes over my shoulder <laughs> and then I raise my other hand. <laughs> <laughs> And then you, I'm just like leaning against like the window, just like no. 
Marcus, I need you to sneak into the <laughs> Doctor, how good are you at sneaking? <laughs> oh, God! Not very, from the other side of the door. Not very! I technically might be a better sneaker than you. What's, <laughs> your, what's your coordination? Uh, three. Oh, well, you're better than me than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's okay, well, but except he's Except not... that, that sneaking would be an actual, is an, an actual, actual skill. skill yeah. mm-hmm. None of us have it. So you need shadowing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you have it? Yep. Marcus, I need you to go solo <laughs> on this one. <laughs> well, you do have shadowing, so well, technically. You, yeah, you yeah, have yeah. shadowing. I do technically have it, yeah. yes. You, you, yeah. And I even have a bonus to it, so... Oh, right, you got, it's yeah. You're fine with sneaking. It's just that if anything yeah. else happens <laughs> that requires a mourner to be a mourner, then you're no bueno. I could intimidate them. While I can still lying do that. on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean okay. that's actually that, cinematically bangerang idea. I'm 100 behind it because it's like it's like when Wesley, the Men in Black, couldn't move, but nobody guarding the Citadel knew that, and he was the Dread Pirate Roberts. Guys, scenic route to that to that film reference. Um, so yeah, that's you. You both go. Um, I don't think the Doctor and me would be great at sneaking. Nope. Nope. I think we uh, don't have shadowing. Huh? Doctor, this is what I need from you. Mm-hmm. I need you to get inside my my head and make me fucking charming. Mm. What do I need to abide to make me as receptive as I once was? Well, the doctor turns around, starts pulling out flasks and bottles. I do this for England. <laughs> I say as I just hold up a bottle and start drinking. That's your urine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what do you give me a psychology roll? Yep. Uh, yep. As you begin testing fire. Just fucking try to get me, man. I'll be drunk. <laughs> wonderful. Psychology get- an actual skill? Uh, just give me science. I thought you had a, like, you had hypnotism. How do you use hypnotism? I have hypnotism. Yeah, it's, it's, oh. it is an actual skill. Uh, okay, that that is you know, I'll let you do hypnotism because yeah. why not? Uh, yeah, I need you to feel like, uh, my dice hate Would me. You? I'm not giving you my dice. Yeah, but, uh, can I spend like a corruption or something? Yep. Yes, yep. There we go. I've got yeah. two. To re-roll that, you go ahead. Yeah. Alright, let's see. Hope I need better. Uh, okay, yeah, that is better. Alright, that's, it's a 16. You realize. Mm-hmm. It's not that a part of him is being suppressed. It looks like it's gone. Mm. What you can possibly do with a good roll is possibly mm. include your your charm into him temporarily. Charm of one. I have a. Charm it's not of worth zero. it. Yeah. Nope. A charm of one is better than zero. That Up to you. True. Although you might sound like the doctor for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Give it a try. Uh, all right. I've come up with a plan. <laughs> <laughs> Moira, we should leave before he finishes this sentence. <laughs> yeah, you just go. Yeah, you, it takes a while. I bet. Yeah, it's yeah, going to take a while so you guys are going to sneak. How you got to sneak into the inner chambers of the palace? Getting <laughs> glimpse inside your head. Carefully. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yep. Explain how you're doing it. Uh, Moira's looking to Marcus because she does not trust herself to come up with a coordinated plan. <laughs> go ahead and just roll. Yeah, just, just roll. That works out. Holy shit! Perfectly. Is oh that nat twenty? Nat twenty. I'll let you give him two charisma back temporarily. Even though I only have one. No, no, you, you you figure out something out. You take a bit of him as well, but you're still gonna sound like the doctor. Okay. All right. Yeah, you, you have a charm of two now. Yeah. That was fantastic. Okay. Well, that's fifty percent back to where you were. Yep. Yeah. Nice work. 
Yeah. So Way team, to come through. Yeah, yeah nice job. Like, I was not expecting that. All right, so Team Sneaky Sneaky, what are you doing? <laughs> so what is the uh, method of uh, illumination? <laughs> in, or, or Where's the light coming from in these hallways? Candles. Candles? Um, where are the candles? Walls. On the hallway. Walls. High up, low down? Uh, uh, depends on the room, usually around uh, your head height. Okay. Um, patrolling guards at all? Who needs guards in the palace? Okay. Who needs dogs? There are, though, every once in a while, servants walking past. Mm-hmm. And doggies. The, the, most of the dogs seem to be outside, although every once in a while, one just sneaks past, apparently getting food or something. Getting food or something. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, Good, you give me a perception roll. Yeah, see, the thing is, doing stuff like this in a fictional universe mm-hmm. that's a, a halfway throwback to 200, 300 years ago... Mm-hmm. Really hard to like conceptually go. Like, oh yeah, I'm gonna snake plisk in my way. Like Give I have no fucking ideas. All right. Uh, Thirteen. Fifteen. What everyone usually do- does everywhere, mm-hmm. like from the the people in the court to the Jebedons, everyone seems to ignore the servants. Got it. Got it. Kill the servants and have my pockets. <laughs> <laughs> You need to wear their skin. Yes. yes. <laughs> Solid. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. Cool. We go back to the doctor's uh, to the doctor's room. Uh, already in progress, I guess. Mm. So wait till he comes out. Yep. Um, I have I have kind of a plan. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Kind of a plan. There's kind of a plan happening. Yeah, we need you, doctor. No. Nope. Well, we came back. Yep. What already? Yep, more yes, we did more it already. The way, though. Actually, give me a coronation roll. <laughs> twelve. You trip. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's like twelve. I know, I know. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Flies, leg wound. Happens <laughs> all the time. <laughs> yep. Uh, all right, uh, doctor, doctor. Oh, ooh, ooh, yeah, no, you, yeah, you yeah. walk. You walk back into the room, and the doctor and Byron are. are two beds have been dragged in. They're set beside each other. There are. Cables running from like little like you know metal colanders basically <laughs> on top of each of their heads, and like a, a, a series of just you know tubings uh, passing sort of a clear liquid between the two of them. Like, I feel like we're interrupting to have something. To. <laughs> yeah. All right, make it quick. Actually, no, we're really not. <laughs> um, doctor, yes. I need, need you to point to whichever uh, of the uh, the uh, recipe chemical things here. Is uh, knock out, not kill somebody, juice. Uh, I'll be that one over there. That one <laughs> over there. Right. <laughs> Thank you. And um, <laughs> last but not least, um, if we needed to make it look like we had a scar where we don't have a scar, what around here would we use? Well, any points? Another <laughs> thing. There's some of the uh, uh, surgical material that I used. You could possibly make something over there with it. Uh, use it as sort of makeup. Right. Thank you. And I grab some of the surgical stuff, and we just back out slowly. <laughs> no sudden movements. movements. Yep. Close, <laughs> close the door, and then go into Moira and Byron's room. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> right, Moira, you sit there. Moira um, sits down very carefully. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's like far, far end of the room. Um, and then I uh, take the vial of knockout juice, put it into a my handkerchief, <clears throat> close the 
cap, put it down, and ring the bell. Mm -hmm. All right, a few minutes later, a server comes in. Something's wrong with the lady. Please take a look at her. All right. It's a young woman. She comes in. Chloroform. <laughs> Put her down. Mm -hmm. Take a uh, look her over. It'll be a tight fit, but you'll you'll look the part. Uh, Moira, can you dress yourself? <laughs> Eventually. Right. Good. Great. Is there any way you could forget this entire thing happened? That'd be wonderful. Um, and uh, meanwhile, I'm going to ring the bell again. I'm going to say another, a man comes in this way. Great. No, it's just women. They keep coming in. There's like, just a pile of bodies. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you have like seven women already. Like, oh, thank you. Thank god. And then like a little short man comes in. Oh, come on! <laughs> Yep. <laughs> All right, yeah, I'm going to knock out the same guy. All right. Uh, and uh, I'm going to undress both of them and um, <clears throat> put up a uh, – grab grab the sheets from one of the beds and then make a makeshift divider in the room so Moira and I have our privacy, but I don't have to go back into the science room. <laughs> um, yeah, and we're going to – and we're going to uh, – we're going to get dressed. And I will um, – I will assist in like a gentleman's curtain manner. Like, I'll hold up something for you to fit yourself into, but I'll be wrapping my arms around the cloth so I cannot see what is actually happening. Uh, well, you go to do that, except then you realize that, like, Moira's been trying to untie her corset, but it's like a dog chasing its tail. Because <laughs> I don't know if you've ever had tried to untie a corset that's behind you, but it's difficult. So It is. <laughs> <laughs> so, first, you do have to see what's going on to help Moira... That's that, fine. As far as yeah, that. no, he's going to do that. He's going to do that, and he's just going to keep saying stuff under his breath, like, Moira, just so you know, I have three sisters. It's not the first time I've done this, but if you tell Adele I'm a dead man, I'm a <laughs> fucking dead man. Uh, yeah, but he's going to facilitate. And Moira doesn't comment, because she doesn't know whether she wants to tell Adele or not, and she's not going to lie. Yep. <laughs> but yes, eventually Moira gets uh, uh, dressed up. Cool. We're bland. Now for the makeup stuff. Um, and you give me disguise roles. Whoever's doing the makeup. I don't think there's such a thing as disguise. There is, yeah. It's yep. like a thief skill. Yep. Oh, well, fuck. So I'm going to be, if you don't have, I think, what, minus two intelligence? That's not good. Yep. All right. All right. Try, Try it out. out. Nine. <laughs> minus two, seven. No, no, nine. Oh, wait, oh. Plus my okay, intellect, mind. which is two, minus two. Okay. So, no, you're trying to make it look nice? Yep. Well, I'm going to be in the same boat. Mm -hmm. yep. Well, you might get lucky. Um, 11. Yep. It's enough. To, I mean, small scars, it's easy enough to do. Okay. Right. Great. We're she gonna... slipped a couple of times and just pierces your neck. But yep. eventually. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Polite thing to do is pretend like it didn't happen. Yep. Um, yeah, oh. and we're off. Oh. Okay. And we're going to... Um, she has to walk very calmly. Um, we are going to take... Yes, this is going to fucking work. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to um, take... A, um, Byron made a mess. I'm going to take some of the dirty linen when he freaked out after mm -hmm. losing all of his charisma. Uh, bundle it up in a large bundle, and this servant and I 
are going to both be carrying it Mm -hmm. down the hallway. Really what it's doing is I have placed, um, I, I have, uh, sheathed my, my, my saber, put it in the bottom of the bundle, and I'm using it to steady Moira. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Yeah. So it looks like we're both carrying something heavy, but really I'm just like, (laughs) like dragging Moira's feet slowly. (laughs) Yeah, and that's what we're gonna do. Okay. This is gonna work. This is gonna work. (laughs) Yep. Alright, so yeah. Everything's cool, man. Yep. Everything's cool. Nothing to see here. Nope. Everything's Jake. <laughs> uh, so if you want us to roll, we'll roll. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, I'd say you go back to Team Science. <laughs> it's Team Science. You're done. What yeah. happened? Yeah, so it, take, it, take, it takes a little while, but eventually enough of uh, the Doctor's natural charm <laughs> uh, infuses into Byron, and I guess, uh, uh, you know, Inter, in, uh, uh, sort of interfaces and, and, uh, and changes a little bit with Byron's own uh, metabolism to the point where he's no longer uh, as much of a blathering uh, idiot as he was before. <laughs> the doctor, on the other hand, he gets up, he's always like, fucking hell. <laughs> doctor? Ah, the fail. I believe it might have worked. Uh, of course yeah. it did. You're now as fucking charming and amazing as I've ever been. Damn oh, it. this is great. That was excellent. Yes, <laughs> this will work fabulously and fantastic. Thank you, Doctor. Mm-hmm. And uh, okay. Byron's just going to try to. <clears throat> Yep. Kind of get rid of those impulses to cut up things. Okay. And, and as you're about to do that, you hear a knock on the door. Yes. Okay. Yes. It opens. It's a servant woman. A ser- yeah, servant woman with a note. Take the note. Yeah, it's from the the small imp-looking guy. It's like, perhaps we got off on the wrong start. We should properly discuss where we're going from here. Meet me in 30 minutes in my room. Thank you. Of course. Yeah, absolutely. This is not a problem. Mm-hmm. I can handle this. Absolutely. I can't read this. <laughs> what does it say? Is it in French? It's in French. Oh, wait, I can't read it either. I can yeah. read it. Uh, 30 minutes, Gaston, his room. Delightful. <laughs> uh, we'll go there, uh, look at mm-hmm. Oh. Okay, thank you very much. Okay. Can I have a urine sample? <laughs> <laughs> Back to Team Stealth. Team Stealth. <laughs> All right. In the house. You're walking Literally. very slowly. You're not heading straight towards the to the main entrances of the the inner workings of the palace. Mm-hmm. Maybe because you have to make sure you leave your surface. You're carrying stuff around, mm-hmm. doing stuff. Slowly working your way towards the center. Mm-hmm. And as you're going down past the hallway, a door opens. Mm-hmm. Marcus, I need you to give me a willpower fourteen roll. Okie dokie. Oh, nope. I'm going to burn one of my crosses. You might want to do that. Yes. Much nice, better. much better. Much now here's a question: Can vampires detect you? I don't know, but I don't think so. How about dampiers? No, definitely not. Okay. Right. No, the only thing sure. dampiers uh, can do is detect unlifers. Okay. All right. So zombies, vampires. Uh, I guess that's pretty much it. Okay. Unless mummies are a thing. Jesus, are mummies? That'd be hard. Fucking speak the Egyptian. The Egyptian, uh, whatever. Yeah, the Egyptian oh, campaign. Mm-hmm. That's 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 next. That's up next. Yeah. Dun, 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 the Egyptian dun, dun, monsters in this game would be awesome. Anyway, that's that's time for another time. Calm down. 
Uh, yeah. I think Byron has enough problems with his mummy. <laughs> Alright. The doors open, and you hear from the corner, Servant! It's Sycamore. Servant! Grab these, please! And you see uh, the pet, Dampier, coming forward, mm-hmm. and with, like, bloody sheets. Mm-hmm. With something inside of it. Sure. All right. Sploosh. Yep. And the Dampier knows it's you, but since he hasn't been ordered to do anything, he just hands it to you. Mm-hmm. Although you do hear it. Sploosh. Whatever. <laughs> okay. I don't look. We just right. keep walking, man. Alright. And eventually you start heading toward. I need you to give me sneak rolls. Both of you. Okie dokie. Or shadow, sorry. Just me shadowing, I'm fine mm-hmm. with. Dark. Fourteen. Mm-hmm. Seventeen. Both of you are fine. You start going towards different areas of the palace, and eventually you see fewer and fewer servers. You see a Jebedon, one lifts his head for a second. And he just lifts his head back down, like he doesn't notice anything. And as you head toward closer and closer, you realize that palace... What you saw before looked beautiful and ornate. This seems even more so. There seems to be gold lining the walls. A bit tacky, but still, he can do whatever he wants. Go steal it. Yep. Go steal and all you get, this. As you get closer and closer, you notice the two heavy doors and two, like, what looks like metal doors. Mm-hmm. And in front of them are two Jebedons sleeping. Or you think they're sleeping. Or maybe resting. Who knows? But they just seem to be just on their bellies just sitting there. They're such angels when they're sleeping. <laughs> um... Okay, we only have, they seem to be sleeping? They seem to be. This sucks so much. Uh, yeah, we're going to quietly put the blood bundle <laughs> down, um, and I'm just going to take my saber and attach it to my, my costume, and we're going to try to sneak by the sleeping death dogs because this is a Victorian era game and I don't like what he is 16 okie dokie 11 fucking 16 oh my god Uh, 19 wow very nice alright Moira does one of those, like, she's slipping the entire time, but it's, like, graceful. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like a dance. Yeah. No. No. Yeah, no. Marcus is more like, like, you just fucking breeze by, and I'm like, why am I even here? And then, like, I'm stepping over a paw, and then it kind of snarls, and then rolls over, and, like, keeps snoring. Yeah. Not as easy. All right. And you're in front of the doors, you slowly open it, I assume. Mm-hmm. Unlocked. Yep. And they, as open, they make no noise, surprisingly. The giant metal doors, they should go, at least go, ah! you're kind of angry. At least the GM is. No, they keep the, the hinges well-oiled. Oh, yeah, yeah WD-40. Oh, yeah. yeah. New Victorian version. And as mm. he slowly goes in, you go into a huge master bedroom. Mm-hmm. And you, you see the bed, you see some hours, and sitting on a chair mm-hmm. is what you assume is a man. He is dressed similar to what you were, a cavalier, mm-hmm. except it's uh, white and gold. Okay. With a cavalier hat, sitting mm-hmm. in a production, not in the hat, with the wide wig that they, the royalty have. Yep. Tall wig, I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, but his, his face is contained within a giant golden mask. And he's just sitting there. Facing where? The door. Oh. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh. 
<laughs> kind of look at Moira, then look back, and I'm assuming you close the door behind you. In for a penny, man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, close the door quietly behind us and kind of go around. Doing servanty things? Um, no, because I'm holding a saber. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I'm holding a saber. Start sweeping with the saber. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I just kind of stare. And I cock my head to the right and then to the left. And I say, I think he's sleeping. This doesn't uh, make any sense. No, no, it does not. Well, the stupid dog thing said that uh, he couldn't meet with couldn't meet with anyone. He's right here. Perhaps this is no ordinary sleep. I look at him. Look back at Moira. You would know. Well, is it an ordinary sleep? Do I know? Well, I'm going to put her in the seat. Oh, is this like mourner? Like mourners have that kind of thing where they can do that? The de- I have no idea if I can detect whether someone's doing the death trance. I'm going to say no. You okay. can't just detect if someone's doing the death trance. Especially since it's like he's wearing a mask. Yeah, he's wearing a golden mask. Yeah, yeah, but Marcus doesn't yeah. know any of that. Yeah, okay. All right. Such, yes, there are, are trances that people can enter into, but there's no way to know whether that's what someone is doing or if there's something more nefarious at work. Or is this an even end? Or that. I look really closely. Is he breathing? He's breathing. Okay. That's a person. That's a fine how do you do. Go through all this trouble and he's just sitting here. I guess we go, go tell Byron that now he's here and the dogs are just fucking about. You can't just leave. Hmm. Uh, as you're both staring at the, the golden king, get that urine sample. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as you're both staring him uh, on each of your shul- on your shoulder, uh, Marcus and Mora, mm-hmm. you see a gray scaled clawed hands, that, and you didn't hear anyone appear, uh, anyone come into the room. Mm-hmm. And between you is the a bestial looking face. You turn, look to your left, uh, left and right. Mm-hmm. Behind it looks like a giant gray demon with huge wings. Mm-hmm. We were having a discussion. But apparently we need others to help alleviate the tensions within the room. Perhaps both of you could enter in? Yes. Don't we have to make resolve rolls for talking to a demon? I think that's probably... You've dealt with a lot. Mm-hmm. I think a fear... You need to make a fear check. Yeah, fear it, check, yes. Isn't that will? Yeah. Will. If you have resolve, it means that you won't piss yourself if you mm-hmm. fail. Yeah. But there needs to be some yes. fear checks on this motherfucker. This is like the one time I need to actually mm. make one. <laughs> <laughs> no, demons are no. No. <laughs> demons are not in the manual. I did not sign up for this. I signed up to lo- fight a lot of weird shit. Okay. okay. I just like, like, I just needed this job for the summer. I just need to make money so I can go back to school. <laughs> I've never waited tables before. Worked in a hotel. I laid out my resume. I never worked. For, I never worked for JP Morgan. Yep. My dad got me this job. Yep. And as you're talking, the room disappears. You're in oh, blackness. Yay. We're black and blue, and there seems to be bits of rock floating everywhere. And it, and this demon goes like, "Welcome to the discussion. 
Switch two. Fucking right, Ed. That was the best way to end this. Doctor, would you like to accompany me? Nice. Not at all, actually. Okay. <laughs> but, if, but if I must. Yes, you must. Uh, well, I, need well. a, I need people there, and you okay. need to be there to see if perhaps you can give a scientific explanation why he's able to do what he does. All right. So okay. keep the eyes open. Okay. Absolutely. Um, all right, let's go. All right. Onward, Marcus. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> you eventually, uh, you're led to this door. The door opens, and there is the, the implicant guy with his two servants... Making you eye level with pushing him up. Hello. He speaks in French. Bonjour. Bonjour. I was wondering. You're gonna. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have you roll to understand what he's trying to say. Cool. He says something. Oui. 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 You understood? <laughs> I didn't. Okay. Okay. So I'm just nodding like. Okay. okay. All oui. right. He's like blah 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 blah. Uh, uno momento. <laughs> <laughs> I go out to the doctor. A doctor. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you think your friends from the uh, China uh, would be willing to offer their services or their bug at this time? Oh, well, I suppose we could ask them. I did uh, assist them in looking into the uh, the, the Tarask. Fantastic. Could you do that right now and I'll speak with our friend here? Um, well, if they say no... Then come back and watch me uh, fail. Fair enough. All right. So I turn back, uh, and I say, horribly broken, I need to go wee-wee. <laughs> <laughs> he points to his bathroom. I, I'm staying there until I hear a knock on the fucking door. All right. I'm going to say you get them with no... Actually, no. You arrive at the door. All right. All right. The door opens and there's the Chinese. Uh, the Chinese yellows, but it looks like uh, also there seems like a goat lizard creature in the mm-hmm. corner. You look at it mm-hmm. and you have never been so terrified in your entire life. You made Krampus and it looked terrifying, mm-hmm. but this tiny little thing, there's so much genetic power is the best way you can describe it in this creature. It terrifies you. Can we help you? Well, yes. Uh, I need two things from you. Uh, the first is uh, for you to uh, move this way so that that thing is no longer in my line of vision <laughs> and, and I stop shaking in utter fear and, and, and loathing. No, that is usual. Do not worry. Okay, so that's, that's the standard that's side effect. <laughs> and uh, a second is, uh, uh, you may remember that uh, we, we made a uh, gentleman's deal uh, where I uh, uh, agreed to assist you with uh, looking into this Tarask uh, thing. Correct. And, uh, and then you would uh, uh, show me uh, the technology that you're using uh, for the translation of course, uh, of uh, course. creature device that you're using. Well, I do understand that uh, we weren't able to get down to the very bottom of the uh, Tarask situation. Um, however, I am in really very immediate need of, of using this device as uh, uh, my associate uh, needs to communicate uh, with, with, with some of the others here, and our usual translator is not present. Uh, Nicely done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, cannot lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, so is there any way that I could uh, borrow one with every intention of returning it as soon as, as we're done? And uh, and uh, should uh, the, my uh, associates' uh, uh, negotiations go well, I would very much like to uh, return to this uh, zoo uh, in the evening uh, and see if we, uh, we can uh, return, hopefully without that uh, horrible goat creature there in the corner. Uh, the company. <laughs> they, stop, uh, they start discussing with each other for a second? Uh, all right. We will let you borrow it. Most excellent. And he takes it from his shoulder and hands it to you. And it looks like, well, a millipede with two tubes coming out of it. Delightful. Yep. Right. I will uh, return it at my early, uh, as soon as uh, no, uh, it is no longer necessary for our, our purposes, okay. uh, which should hopefully be very soon. Right. Thank you right. uh, very much. And, oh God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's not a sound that it makes. Just every time you hear it, you look at it. What you hear yeah, is that static. static. Oh, it's kind of like that. Or is it Slenderman? When yeah. yeah, every time you see, like, you hear static and your vision starts. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, so uh, you hear a knock on the bathroom door. Oh, yeah, so I, I come out and I look and at And I show a thing in your face. Like, <laughs> I'm going to need you to put this on your shoulder. It's going to extrude a pair of tubes. They will, uh, one of them will enter your ear, and the other one will uh, hang out near your mouth. And uh, hopefully that's all we need to do to get it to work. Well, uh, let's do uh, let's do science. Yep. Place it on your sh- shoulder. Okay, you do so. It does. Hopefully, it does what it does. All right. You come out of the bathroom. <laughs> you come to the bathroom, and he says, "Is everything alright? You were there for a while." I do apologize for my uh, demeanor. You see, the parasites within the food is uh, actually upsetting the stomach region. The the outer, the inner layers are very sensitive to this sort of thing. Were you lying? You just lied. Upon. You just lied. I'm. What parasites? Yeah. <laughs> Rolled a one d six. I'm I'm explaining why I'm pooping more. <laughs> and I pooped. <laughs> Roll a one d six for me, please. I'm sorry about that. Two. Uh, two coordination. <laughs> All right. You lose all my coordination. <laughs> all right. I lean and then I fall and I stand up. I take a seat and I plant myself. Let's talk. <laughs> Indeed. And I'm going to say 30 minutes of talking. You're able to give me a charm roll. Straight up charm roll. 17. Nice. After discussing with you, I realized perhaps I should not blame you for what happened with your servant. And he looked uncultured as it is. I will let things go. Fantastic. Wonderful. I'm glad. There's some other business if you are interested. I hear from the ghouls that you want perhaps access to the docks for trade with Britain. Absolutely. I might be interested in that if you truly wish it. I absolutely wish it. I believe opening up trade agreements between our cultures would be very beneficial. Hmm. And what would I get out of the deal? Well, you need somebody to trade uh, outside goods and services. Right now, you're using Switzerland, which is a fantastic uh, amount of people. I mean, Switzerland brings in goods and services, and uh, that allows you to have some of the more finer things in life that you're not able to get in, say, France. Uh, the only problem is, is I don't believe uh, right now that it's a very uh, permanent solution. Permanent solution? Absolutely. I believe uh, Rome is actually thinking about uh, taking Switzerland any day. Hmm, that could be a problem. Absolutely. You see, they uh, there's rumors of demons and dark things uh, that walk along the streets. And you know how Italy is with their in- Inquisition. They were able to take Italy's uh, countryside. They were able to get the Vatican back. 
However, the thing is, uh, now that they're no longer fighting for home, they're looking to fight elsewhere. That's the only thing keeping their people going, the idea that they are pure and they're fighting the forces of evil. (laughs) 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 Well, the thing is... Uh, enough of their people have been talking to Britain, enough of their people talking to Prussia, people know that we're not evil, we're not demon worshippers, we're not monsters, we're assholes, and we're tough, and we're bastards. As but, you need to be. Exactly. But the thing is, uh, Italy and the people of Italy haven't spoken to French in 200 years, and uh, the fact that you guys are creepy uh, to them, it means, well, <laughs> uh, that uh, you guys are... Uh, you can feed the fear of the political machine. Mm. So in order to get to you, they need to be able to take the Alps. In order to take the Alps, they need to get rid of Switzerland. That's why they are able to do so much work with Switzerland, make sure that they are actually all Catholics. Unfortunately, with the Switzerland's current civil war situation finally getting figured out, they have to deal with the uh, Protestants and Catholics, which means right now that's not a good place that they can actually negotiate and absorb them. So they're probably going to take them. That's going to take the resources from you. So you need another partner. Not only that, but wouldn't it be great, isn't it fantastic, if you actually had two valves into the heart in order to get you that trade? Two lanes into the state to give you that trade. (laughs) Give me a charm roll. Give me a plus two for the speech. And a maniacal laugh. Uh, I get to roll again, because even yep. I can lie to my own mother. Yep. No, I'm not lying. You can't lie. But I am not lying. I am a social predator. Oh, I have a stirring speech. There it is. Okay. I can actually give speeches twice. All right. Let me say that again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 18 plus, uh, my charm. Two. No, plus, and, well, plus the extra two I gave you. 22! Yep. You presented interesting argument and... <laughs> Diagrams and slideshows. <laughs> no, there's always like, you know, I'll be honest... I did not think of you as a scientific man, but apparently hmm. you're a man of depth. Not, I just had a hypothesis, and I went with it until mm. I discovered. I that it believe was a in intelligence. I believe. I have people tell me all the time how smart I am. All the time. <laughs> are, you, are you all right? <sighs> Those people say things. Some people are stupid. <laughs> I caught it that time. I almost made a lie. People say things to you, and some people are stupid. Both factual statements. True. Very true. 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 I can't wait. We'll speak with the Golden King and take care of this. Immediately. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I just waddle out. Mm-hmm. Waddle out. <laughs> you try to walk out. You have no coordination. <laughs> I'm just kind of like uh, Leslie Nope when I'm like the um, like the flu when she thinks the ceiling and the walls yeah. have switched. Like, yeah. <laughs> All right, Doctor, I need you to give me some of your balance. Mm-hmm. I only have so much to spare. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I'm done. Okay. All right. As soon as you head out the door, though, you see a Jebedon in front of you. You are needed. Really? Your Sneak attempt backfired. Sneak attempt backfired. My servants didn't try to sneak. They're not my servants. They're my friends. You hear that? Science! (laughs) (laughs) I even just say that out loud. (laughs) My servants didn't try to sneak. You hear that? They're my friends. (laughs) Science! Okay. All right. 
And he Can says, I lay on your back and you carry me? <laughs> <laughs> he just, you just grab a tuck to bear and he drags you face first. He, he stares at you for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor! I say as I pull off the menopede and hand mm-hmm. it to you. Yep. I go back and I'm like, I'll be right back. I right. to return this to All right, give it on weights. Thank you kindly. Oh god! That thing is horrible. If there was a screen, it'd be a giant goat hair. That thing is horrible. You must be so proud. Science! Runs off. Alright. So I'm just getting dragged by it. Yep. And you're eventually led to the chamber of the Golden King. And inside is the Golden King, you assume he is, guy with golden mask, sitting down. And on the floor is Moira and Marcus. Like, are we sitting on the floor or are we collapsed? Collapsed. Okay. Yep, doctor goes right up to them and check their pulses. They're still alive. Pulse, I'm not sure. Does Marcus have a pulse? Yep. Yep. Yeah, he does. That's a weak one. Very good. Yeah, yeah. Yep, they're still alive. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hello, I'm Byron Clayton. The Jebedon leaves and the door closes. You have no idea how it closed the door. I have a hypothesis. <laughs> the guy inside the costume stood up and took off the dog's head, shut the door. It's hot in here. <laughs> it's actually Disney World. We are in Euro Disney. <laughs> that's what they've been lying. No wonder <laughs> everything's breaking. It's Epcot Center of Hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, hello, I'm uh, Byron Clayton of the Clayton Manor. Hello. Have you tried poking it? Oh, it's about uh, scientific. I, I did, science is good. Mm-hmm. I poke them. Right. Do you have the appropriate stick? <laughs> I find one. Roll Nothing it. happens. <laughs> I reach up for the mask and slowly lift it up. It's locked in. I fuck it. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> it. I'm Muslim, you're both I staring at the Golden King. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Same as before. Uh, <laughs> a hand on each of your shoulders. Would you two also like to join the discussion? Ah! Giant gray demon, resolve roll, please. Oh, Even boy. for the man of science. Yeah, especially for the man of science. Oh, oh. Uh, you roll? oh wait, no, no, I'm good. I'm good. I have resolve. What you roll? Oh, I, I roll like an eight. So yes. I'm shaken. You're shaken. What is this? Uh, will? Uh-huh. It's will. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Eighteen plus three, twenty-one. You are a man of science. Wait, so the one guy who doesn't have resolve. Is no, I have knows? resolve. I think all of us have resolve. Yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah, everybody had resolve. Like, because most of us, it, it came with most of our uh, yep. yeah. things. So, yeah. Wait, so you, were, you rolled a eight total? Yeah. That's still below 11. I know, but I'm not shitting myself in fear. Uh-huh. I am just shaken. Okay. That's yes, what resolve it's the difference yeah. between, um, it's the difference between chased by, uh, Jason Voorhees mm-hmm. and looking at Cthulhu. Okay. He's chased by Voorhees. Okay. Yeah, I'm You're scared. Not, yeah. I looked at Cthulhu. You looked yeah. at Cthulhu. Okay. Which is, uh, Ariana. Did you oh. have resolve? I do not have resolve. Oh, there you go. I don't know why you guys keep talking. It's like, I don't Because we're terrified of you. <laughs> so, yeah, no, absolutely. That's my secret. I should be terrified oh. of you. Oh. oh. Perhaps you would like to join. Join, join what? Yes, no, no, calm down. Join what? And suddenly you are in blackness. Okay. And blue, black, blue light. And Nighttime. rocks floating everywhere. <laughs> and. Doctor. Yes. Her, uh, Byron disappears. Yep. And you, and you see the, the demon looking at you weirdly, and just, she just throws you away. You yeah. throw it hey! space and land on a rock. Ow! Oh, oh my god. Oh, oh. Lands on a rock or in I rock? 
<laughs> or on The Rock. Uh, okay. Welcome. You see rock. Sean Connery. You are afraid. Okay. I was no. hoping for uh, Dwayne, Dwayne. The Rock. Yeah. No, like, oh, dude. <laughs> Doctor, you're on a rock in free-floating space. Yeah. Choose your rock. Yeah. 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 Both come with a fresh can of whoop-ass. Hello? <laughs> mm-hmm. Hello? Says he's on the little princes. Yeah, um, like I, orbiting. Sca- I try and see if I can stand on the rock. You stand on the rock just fine, even though you are at a ninety degree angle. Yep. Hmm. I try and walk around the Wait, rock. Wait, ninety degree would be straight, wouldn't <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah, forty five degree angle. <laughs> okay, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I try and walk around the rock. Yep, you walk around the rock. How long would you say you walk around the rock? Would you say you're like around the clock? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These are the jokes, folks. Mm-hmm. Oh, fascinating. I look around. Nothing else. Hmm? Nothing you can see. Do you want to give me an intelligence roll? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, that was a 15. If you had to guess, you are in some sort of mental landscape. Mm. Yes, that would make sense because, of course, gravity is does not work like this. <laughs> tell you straight up. Now I'm inside a mental landscape, eh? Well, they were prepared for somebody who is a master of the mind. Take out my watch. It's getting very sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Self-hypnosis is a thing, goddammit. What are you trying to do oh with your self-hypnosis? I'm, I'm basically, well, if this is a landscape of the mind, I am assuming I can either snap myself out of it mm-hmm. or uh, and return back to my body or sort of just break out of this general, you know. Give me a roll. So lucid dreaming. Yeah, yeah loop, basic okay. lucid dreaming, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, they keep losing those. So the stop the swinging stopwatch doesn't work, so you just take ten hits of LSD. Mm-hmm. Uh that is a eighteen. Alright. You don't snap yourself out of it, but you feel like you have a bit more control yeah, of what's going on. I'm effectively like yeah. lucid dreaming. Yeah. And suddenly though you suddenly see steps leading from the rock towards the blackness. Cracks his uh, mental knuckles as it were. Mm-hmm. And uh sets off. Now let's get to the bottom of this. Okay. <laughs> Yep. Alright. Off the steps. Alright, you start going up the steps, and as you're walking up the steps, you see flashes of memory. But you think it might be the Golden King. Mm -hmm. Or, although the the person you saw it looks nothing like this. I think I rolled 13. Hmm? Sorry, I forgot to add my concentration. You're still scared. Yeah. Alright. As you're walking up, you see flashes of memory. You see a large looking gentleman with a beard kind of balding. Mm hmm. But everything, he's out in the gardens. There's flashes of him out in the gardens or uh, flashes of him inside his... He's society. He's in his lab. Mm-hmm. Although there seems to be script. All in French, but now you realize you understand it, probably because you're inside his head. Mm-hmm. And it's just like scientific notation. It's And you start reading it. Oh, let me get the notes. Sorry, one sec. <clears throat> so it's... Uh, random flashes of books he's written, stuff like that. It says, to practice magic is to be a quack. To know magic is to be a sage. Flashing left and right. And, but as you look outside, as he's walking his gardens or these different areas in what you assume is France, everything is beautiful. There's no sense of blight anywhere. If you had to guess, these memories are pre-blight. How could any one man live this long? Yep. Yep. And as you keep walking forward, you see more flashes of memory. You see him in different uh, times. He's getting older, but he has a worried look on his face. He's looking at notes. He's trying to explain to people what's going on, but no one seems to believe him. And at one point, he looks like he's old and he's at the end of his life. And there's a sense of, there's a resolve on his face. He's going to do something. 
and he sets up what looks like a sort of circle. And he does these chanting or mixture of chanting and scientific notation. How do you chant in scientific notation? Zero, one, one, <laughs> zero, yep. one, one, one. And eventually four. there's energy coalescing. You reckon, you, you don't, it's nothing you've never seen before, but you recognize it nonetheless. It's like the, if you had to guess, it's like the energy of the world? Mm-hmm. Of what's, of the blight? You don't understand it. And from this forms the gray demon you saw. And there's a sort of discussion. And there's anger on the demon's face. And there seems to resolve in the man's face. And there's a flash of light as the two forms seem to be forced to combine together. The man like, trying to force it, the demon trying to push away. And eventually, the flash ends. And as you walk up the steps, you notice immediately... I need a D6. I need a D6. Give it to him. Mm-hmm. No. Two, four, six. Eight. Who do we appreciate? <laughs> Mark, uh, sorry, Byron. Ha. Your most terrifying moment. Terrifying moment? Yes. Walking in on mom and dad. <laughs> um, she was riding like a pony. Yeah. Uh, terrifying is, um, you know... There's a knock at the door, and Byron is just sitting there, like, nursing a hangover. Uh, and, uh, and after a second or two, uh, uh, Willard, who had just been hired uh, as a young boy, walks forward. And uh, to uh, Byron's left is uh, Moira, who's actually uh, sitting there getting some tea. She's dressed up in pink and nice as well. And uh, Byron looks up towards Willard and says, Willard, is that your name? Good. Good guess. And Willard's like, sir, there's someone to speak with you. And suddenly the police start walking in and Byron stands up. He's like, gentlemen. And they're like, and they start explaining everything. And it just goes through flashes of what Byron is envisioning. And, uh, the word, uh, over and over again is basically, uh, you know, uh, wrong place, wrong time, wrong place, wrong time, wrong place, wrong time. And Byron, it, like the world around Byron is speeding up as it basically goes from like the funeral and everything, and it shows Byron getting weaker and weaker until he's finally just kind of doing heroin and sitting, like, staring at the fire, like, probably a hundred pounds, if that. Um, and then it starts all over again. Daniel, this is what you see as you approach uh, Byron, going through the, his mental landscape of this memory going happening over and over again. All right. Hmm. All right. Let's see here. Byron! Byron, you're just dreaming. This is the professor. You're dreaming. Give me a roll. <laughs> well, stop being an idiot. <laughs> uh, that is a 15. That's enough. Yep. You start, you st- hear the doctor's voice. Yep. Call doctor, you not, not today. No, uh, today is the day. Today is the only day. No. It's only ever one day and it's today. And today you have to wake up. This is just a dream. Just a memory. One that the Golden King and his pet demon thing have trapped you in. Demon thing? Yes, I've got theories about that. No one traps Byron in a corner. <laughs> no one puts Byron in the corner. What's what's going on? I say as I sit up, and suddenly I start look like I'm like inflating as I get m- bone like muscle back in my face and my body, and then and like within ten seconds I'm back to normal. And I'm looking around. Oh, it was a dream. Told you. Well, oh boy, where's the others? Probably higher up this uh, stairwell of the mind. Ugh, oh, God, we have to climb. It's all right. Uh, the only thing that'll get tired is your brain. Mm-hmm. 
Let's go. Which is the only thing that's keeping All right, now let's go. Come on. Three, six. Moira, most terrifying moment. Um, it's, uh, Moira is dressed in, um, the, the black of, of a, a mourner, um, but she doesn't carry herself the way that, that you've seen her as a, a professional. It quickly becomes obvious that this is her in training, and she is, um, standing over a body, and, uh, you see the, 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 the body's hand, like, start twitching, and it's a, an, a animate coming back, and she is expected to kill it, and she freezes. As this animate sits up on the table that it was uh, laid out on and begins to c- uh, clamber off and is coming towards her. Wow, nice. That is terrifying. You arrived to this. Yep. Oh, no, it's going straight for her. Mara, <laughs> Mara, you need to wake up. You need to wake up right now. This is not actually happening. Plus, it's 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 just an animate. You can kill it. I mean, I've seen <laughs> you do it thousands of times. She only, <laughs> she only has one exculpus. That's terrifying. She hasn't reached two yet. Come on, just just straight not, to the head, straight to the head, girl. It's not her final form. Ah. <laughs> that is a uh, seventeen. That's enough. Yep. So yeah, you basically hear the doctor. Come on, just straight to the head, girl. You can do this. Mara, <laughs> just yeah. aim for the neck. Uh, no eye in team. <laughs> uh, uh, Moira. Uh, the fact that these come, voices are there in yeah. this memory, which were not original, yeah, probably breaks you out of it. Yeah, she uh, comes to and yeah. Like, she has the moment of, like, like she, she's kind of, like, reinflating herself, like, de- taking the deep breaths of, like, okay. And, and she, like, just kind of comes back to herself. Could you still kill the adamant? It's freaking me out. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I'll always say this. Your abilities have come back. Yay! Okay. Oh, wait a minute. My voice. Oh, it's so delightful. <laughs> oh. All right. No time to touch yourself. We need to find Marcus. <laughs> Up the stairs and. Yep. All right. Um, you wander, or wander, you enter through two grandiose oak doors into a courthouse, uh, where on both sides of the seating arrangement, uh, is filled with people, uh, and there are people standing, uh, standing room as well. And in, uh, uh, and they're all, uh, (laughs) uh, they're all dressed in work, workers' clothes with their gas masks down by their side. And there's a magistrate, and in the cross-examination uh, seat is uh, younger Marcus, uh, punch face. Uh, and he's being uh, interrogated by someone who is, a, uh, who is a lawyer. And on the left of you, you know that these are all Marcus's families, uh, family members. And they filled the entire row. And on the right, reeks the scent of wealth. Um, also Irish individuals. Um, but stone-faced and looking forward, except for an older woman who's crying and being uh, comforted by a uh, a man directly next to her. Uh, and the uh, the lawyer uh, says, "Your Honor, Your Honor, it is clear that Mister O'Carroll is guilty of the murder of one Finn Doyle, and is for that murder." Regardless of circumstances, that the state does request he be executed and his family be charged the price of the bullet, as is the law. And the court erupts into noise with Marcus's side, just absolutely losing their minds, and the uh, the rich side uh, clapping. Um, and uh, 
Uh, and the, the magistrate quiets everyone down with the gavel and says, uh, Mr. O- Mr. O'Carroll, very serious charges against you. Once again, I'd like to remind you that the man from the oil and ice companies offer stance. Or, it is this court's opinion that we shall go forward with the state's request. And Marcus just looks at all his family. His family is crying. Um, there are three young women in the very front who are all in unison sobbing, and then a bunch of stoic-faced large Irish men. Um, and Marcus says, All right, uh, I um, I did it. I, I killed Finn Doyle. I killed Finn Doyle in cold blood. Um, against God and Our Majesty, I did it. It was unprovoked, and I, um, I, I throw myself on the mercy of the courts, and and um, I accept the offer of. Uh, as as you're like sort of babbling on there, the doctor interrupts. Like you hear the doctor's <laughs> voice all of a sudden. Objection! The defense <laughs> calls for this case to be declared a mistrial. On the basis that it's not really actually happening, this is merely an illusion caused by some kind of wannabe supernatural creature, which is actually a manifestation of actually some kind of higher mathematical uh, theory, probably that tied into the uh, nature of the blight itself. I would love to have a conversation with him. Point is, this is a mistrial, and this case is over. And yeah, that is a 16. Oh yeah. Dismissed. Yep. <laughs> the judge dismissed. <laughs> Everything just blows up. Like, oh, oh. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about this later. Up, up the stairs, up the stairs, everybody. Hey, Marcus, look at me. I can speak again without sounding like a complete white chap. <laughs> Good to have you back. <laughs> Nod my head. Yeah. But wait a minute, wait a minute. Two plus two is five. You shut up! <laughs> you shut your fool mouth! <laughs> I will send you back down to your I will send you back down there! <laughs> I brought you into this world, I can take I you out of it! I am God here! <laughs> Baron said a relieved sigh of like. <laughs> Delightful. I am so glad to be out of that circumstance. Let's get going! Mm-hmm. Yep, alright. Up the metaphorical steps. Mm-hmm. Keep going up. Metaphorical steps, and eventually you reach the top and you see two people circling each other. One is a uh, the poorly gentleman you saw before, balding head with the beard. The other is a demon walking around each other, and you hear whispers of what they're saying to each other. And you hear the man go, "Belphegor, return now!" And you hear the de- the demon go like, "You binded me. I was supposed to appear within the world, and you binded me." And they keep circling, saying similar things to each other. That's gotta keep doing this for hours on hours, aren't you? Hmm? Calls up, yeah. Yeah. Calls up to them like, you're just gonna keep doing that for as long as it takes, are you? Yep. Both stop and stare at you. Hello? He brings up a good point. Um, is, is this thing gonna go on forever? We have, we have issues to attend to, you see. Okay. The demon smiles, they're like, it goes as long as it's necessary until I'm free. And then the, the man goes like, it happens every once in a while, and then I bring him back to me. I see. Which, by the way, clever move. So is that how you basically effectively gained immortality? By binding yourself to some kind of higher aspect of the uh, blight situation itself, sort of personified in the form of this bell figure mm-hmm. of yours. He is in 
like many of the creatures, he's an aspect of the blight that will be born when the blight's creation. I saw it coming. No one believed me. Well, I believed him. Decades before it was supposed to come. So I thought I would have to make it safe. The only way I could think at the time, I was already an old man, was to make sure I was alive to make sure it happened. And to gain the power to affect change. So you did. And so he binded me, a demon. The demon. Yeah, yeah he's very and clever. You realize they both had the same voice, and not because the Jesus <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's very clever of him, actually. Mm-hmm. And we probably owe him a debt of thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, I really need you to stop badgering him. We've got issues. we got things to do. Uh, Mar- uh, Mar- uh, not Marcus. Marcus, not you. Marcus, <laughs> will you please explain to the uh, to the players up here uh, so that we can hopefully get back to our bodies and, and, and finish this? No, no, this has actually been really educational. Um, I suppose I can tell you my theory about what's going on. Though, how long have you been fighting? Centuries. Uh, how long have you been not responding to people? The last month. Fantastic. So th- this actually goes in line with what I had uh, thought. Uh, you see a few, I'd say a month or two ago, my god, it's been a while, we were stuck in the uh, the wild. Our zeppelin had crashed, and we were as good as dead, until we stumbled upon a group of corpses. Uh, the wisdom gods corp thing, I don't know what they, they were called. They had a name, you use it. I yeah, I, I use, like, I say the name, you know. And they... We all asked our questions. I asked, how could I avenge my brother? They said, go to France. A good doctor here asked how he could find, I believe it was somebody called Victor. Mm-hmm. He said, go in France. Moira asked about her dearly departed. And guess what the answer was? Go to France. And we stupidly believed that what other, that fate had aligned, but I don't think that's the case. I think that was you asking us to get here. You see the man kind of turning his head away. You see the demon smiling. Please tell them the truth. Eliphias, if that's how you pronounce the name. Sorry, French listeners. It is, was not all lies. No, there were no lies. There were no lies. There are answers here. The ones you are angry at were here before. I was going to that. But for the good of France, there are other circumstances I may have used you for. I have a theory about Italy. Have you heard that yet? Has anybody come to you? Have you heard whispers? I mean, your presence is everywhere. I can repeat it if you'd like, or I just assume that you might have already heard it. It is known to me. How close was I? Fairly close. There are some minutia, but overall you had the proper idea. That, of course... Of course, Switzerland was a nice little border, but now that Italy has finally reclaimed most of their land, they're looking to continue the fight because the only thing keeping those people fighting is the fact that they're going to clean the um, the, the stench. And now that the stench is gone, they're looking for the only people who has rumors to deal with demons. Which, mm-hmm. by the way, I say towards the, look towards the demons. I guess that's not a rumor anymore. Yeah. So you want us to come. But, of course, you couldn't ask us to come. You couldn't ask Prussia to arrive because Italy would probably hear. And they would know that you are looking to make allegiances. The circumstances, if I had just asked you, the circumstances would not have been in place for what I needed to happen to happen. I can see circumstances. I saw the path you needed to take to make sure things happened the way they were supposed to happen. But... 
That does not mean I do not have your answers. What do you need? Your doctor. Apparently he is a stronger mind than even Belphegor thought. Ha, suck it, Belphegor. This... <laughs> and you hear, Charm of one, baby. Okay. Charm of one, baby. I miss it. Yep. And you see the demon just scream at you. Scientific mind. Nah, you know Disgusting. it. You like it. You love it. Come on. Alright. <laughs> Have him help me, and this battle will be quick. finished quickly enough. Otherwise, it may take another few days. I'm, I've done this before. Eventually, he'll come back to me, but it would take time. And then I'll give you your answers. You, you don't necessarily... Do you know who I am? I know exactly who you are. No, you don't. See, you actually think the entire time that I came here just to find out who killed my brother? <laughs> I'm Byron motherfucking Clayton. <laughs> I am the king of the fairies. <laughs> I looked at Oberon... And made him sign a contract for goats. I'm manipulative. I don't care. <sighs> oh, I do. A little. I want to find out who killed my brother, because I, I, I do. It is more than this death of your brother. It is information that will rip your country apart. Yeah. And I also want that country to realize how brilliant I am, because right now they're trying to ruin me. So here's the thing. I will help you, but you're going to give us the answers, and you're also going to sign a trade agreement with Britain. Simple trade agreement. No one has done that in 200 years, I believe. So that means when I get back, I will have Prussia, who is trading with us, Switzerland trading with us, and France trading with us. And Italy will continue to trade with us. I will be the glory boy, and they will stop stealing my money. I want my money. (laughs) (laughs) This entire thing has been about getting my money, and I want it! So that's what I want. You hear the demon go, clever monkey. I am a cleverest monkey, and I will sling poo all I want. (laughs) So, I will have our doctor help you, but you will do, you will become a trade partner with us. Say it must be binded. This demon, say it must be binded. Say it must be binded. Is the demon, like, demanding I say this? No, the demon is suggesting you see the, you see, uh, F. Eliphius, that Levi going like, well, I didn't say his last name, Eliphius, going like, just looking at him angry. Say so it must be binded. It's not the first one. <laughs> it's not the first demon I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> the demon looks at him. It must be binded. I will become trade partners. Through Mar- through Byron, become trade partners with Britain. Plain. It's very important. I've learned that, you know, one change of the word in a contract can completely... (laughs) Byron Clayton. Through Byron Clayton, it shall be binded. That will become trade... (laughs) Start a trade agreement with Britain. Fantastic. I don't even care what you're trading us. As long as I can actually have you guys talking to us, that's fantastic. So, Doctor, uh, would you be able to assist him? He does have some answers, he says, to Victor. Yeah, no, I'm sure. Yeah, I could definitely. I did need to clear up one point. Deputy King of the Fairies. I, that, that's my. That's my role. <laughs> you know, I. I think I have misspoken. I. I might have tricked Oberon, but I did not trick the true King of the Fairies. <laughs> that's correct. That's correct. As, as, as we were saying, uh, uh, now, 
See this 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 creature here. Uh, it, it 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 seems to take great pleasure in, in pretending to be some kind of a demon, as it were. Uh, and of course, the feeble minds around us uh, keep uh, seeing uh, seeing it as such. But I mean, it, it's clear what it is. It is a manifestation of the blight itself. Now, the blight itself, still its nature, it quite eludes me. But I know the king here uh, clearly understands it better than I. So, with a simple uh, application of mathematical theory into into its uh, base nature, I should be able to simply pacify it and stop it doing that. Smiley thing that it's doing. Yeah. And then you just throw how a many, rocket into the ball sack. <laughs> how, many teeth, exactly. how many teeth does it even have anyway? Uh, yeah, see, that's too many teeth. That's not, <laughs> that's not right. That's how you know it's not really a thing because it's, it's, it's just the wrong. It's a non Euclidean number it's of teeth. It's a non Euclidean number of teeth. That is that's an irrational amount of teeth. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so that, that I'm, I'm rolling my thing. Nope, uh, uh, spending my last corruption. Okay. Come on. Something better, please. That's better. Uh, that is a uh, 14. All right. We combine with the king. Yep. You see the creature scream as it's being pulled into uh, <clears throat> Elephius. Yeah. And basically, they become, like, they uh, he they touch and they slowly, like, coalesce into, like, a dark light. And before you is the image of the golden king you saw sitting down in the throne. Golden uh, clothing with a golden mask standing there, and he suddenly gets bigger and bigger. And now there's a massive head standing in front of you. The rest of his body far, far down. So he's a giant. Now. He is now a giant. Okay. You're inside his mind, after all. Got it. Not compensating. Mm-hmm. I have a cream that's really good for closing your pores. <laughs> it's so, so gigantic. So this is interesting. You actually have some control of the blight. Somewhat. Why keep this to yourself? Why not help England or Prussia or Italy, really? They are... Rules to the blight ah. that I did not was not aware of. I thought I could control it, but the blight is stronger than even me. Every region has every city has rules. Yeah. Every region has different monsters. The blight plays by different rules depending on where it's at. The blight is a thing. Even I don't fully understand it, but it has always been around in different forms. For whatever reason, it rose up. I saw it coming. No one believed me. So I thought I could influence it. I, The Blight gains aspects of legends and myths and makes it real in its own twisted way. I grabbed a dark legend of Belphegor, a demon. What do you, is that a picture? Oh, sorry, yeah, yeah. Okay. A demon tied to France. And I thought I could gain power through it. But in essence... I became Belphegor and not. My understanding gave me power beyond what perhaps even Belphegor would have had, but there are rules. I try to go against those rules too hard, they'll snap back upon me. And I will just become Belphegor in whole. What rules were you breaking for at the snap? I'm assuming that's what happened while you both were separated. You were trying to bend the rules? Was that when you tried to summon me? No, it's more than that. I am human. Belphegor is a creature of legend. It's like oil and water. I gained his power, but every once in a while he's able to snap out and I must use my mind to bring him back in. That is all. I believe you owe us some answers. Yes, I do. And a trade agreement. (laughs) (laughs) And a trade agreement. And a trade agreement, apparently. Fine. Then, where should I start? In the 
beginning, 15 years ago. Absolutely. And there is blackness. Let me tell you a story about two men, two children born, one of high class, one of low class. See a, ch- a, ch- a Caucasian child in the high class and the lower class is a dark-skinned gentleman. Both look kind of familiar. He's like, and as they grow up, they have their own circumstances. But they each had a moment that re- they realized they could perhaps change things. For the Caucasian child, he's now in this maybe 18 or so years old. And you realize it's a younger Isaiah Sheridan. And it, something happens, you can't get specifics, but it's, he like reads a book perhaps on like magic or something like that, or like scientific theory. And he, he starts looking at, because he's, since he's rich, he sees life around. He can get flowers and stuff like that. And he starts looking at all, and he begins, you get inside his head, you begin to realize, I can make the world whole again. I can make it safe for life again. And it switches to an eighteen. Uh, it switches to a mourner. He is himself like eighteen years old, an older black gentleman, and he is crying. The love of his life, or looks like an Indian gentleman, has just died, and he is crying. And there's another clip of him standing for days in front of the mourner guild, them refusing to see him, but him slamming his do- hands against the door over and over again. And eventually, they open the door and they let him in. And eventually. That mortar gets assigned to Isaiah Sheridan. And over time, as they get, they begin the discussion, like you, like your brother and his own personal, uh, Sebastian, his own personal, they become friends. And they become talk about travel, about going around trying to figure out answers. But it becomes obvious that their answers are very different. For Isaiah Sheridan, it's about life. For the mourner, for some reason, you can't get his name. Like, his name is no longer important. That's how he identifies himself. His answer is death, accepting death that's around them. They're still friends, but their views are suddenly, slowly grow very different. And eventually, through their travels, they go to France. And through, and you see flashes of their adventures, kind of awesome. <laughs> Whoa, I'd watch the sequel to this. <laughs> they eventually meet the Golden and he tells them a story. He tells them the circumstances of a man slowly growing up in Britain. A man who is growing up through both nature and nurture might be the person they need. Through, nur- through nature, his blood is the blood of kings. Not the line of kings that they, who think that because of their birth they're noble. But his genetic markers are just random enough together makes him the type of person to become a true leader. But also, nurture is involved. As he grows up, he sees many people, and they influence in their own special way. He sees his father, a good, relatively good man, but he himself is a father that's weak. He tries to change, but he always backs down at the end. He thinks to himself, I can do better than my father. I will show my father the proper path. He's a mother already broken by the sense of who's become a monster and thinks to himself, I will not become like my mother. I'll become a true example to those around me. He has a smaller brother named Byron. Kind of a dick. Yeah. <laughs> Who himself has accepted his fate as just another pathetic noble. And he says to himself, I will prove myself to my brother. I will become an example to him as well. And he also has an anchor. 
beautiful wife to help him, to keep him on the straight and narrow. That child will grow up to be the person you need. And they went off and they started on their own plans. But as they went back, they started having discussions about what path that would be. As for Sheridan, it was life. And everything in that path. For the mourner, it was death. They were still friends, but they chose two different paths. And they... And in that path, they decided they will let Horatio in the end decide. But they will mold him slowly to what they need. And as friends, whichever path is chosen is the path they will choose. And Sheridan went his path. He chose life. He chose genetic manipulation, the creation of monsters. You see a flash of Whipping Tom, a failed experiment that ran away. You remember flashes of the party where you saw weird people you realized were themselves created peoples. You see also creatures he's also working with. On the other path, you see the mourner working with the undead, with the zombie. Remember the zombie lords in the beginning, experimentation with that. Him discussing topics with a vampire. But while Victor is terrifying because of his intelligence, this vampire is terrifying because of his power. You, Marcus, uh, no, sorry, Byron, recognize this vampire. There's a section of the city where there's a vampire of great power that has been tried to be stopped by, by the government, but basically he kills everyone that goes in his past. So they basically leave him alone. You think that's him? Ravencroft or something like that? I think so, yes. It's Ravencroft. Mm -hmm. As well as other people you can't see. For, for Sheridan, he also is speaking with someone who looks like a little girl, but there's something about that little girl that's terrifying. And he's just looking at the vision, the little girl lays up her head and just turns her head at the vision. The vision just goes away. And they planned to mold Horatio. But there was a circumstance. It was determined that it was proper for an annoying little brother to be let go. He was proving a weakness for Horatio. So they decided to have let Byron have a little accident. I believe they flipped to see who would be the one to cause it. The mourner one, by the way. Byron was supposed to go into that carriage and have that speech and have it explode. But sadly, not even theories, not even fortune-telling can sometimes go against free will. Like a little brother choosing to binge on opium the night before. And so sweet, noble Horatio decided to go to speech in his stead. Byron is not looking at Moira. <laughs> He's just staring straight ahead. <laughs> Moira's like... Beginning to, like, hyperventilate. Mm -hmm. And thus, Horatio died. And the plans of the two were put to the side for a bit as they decided what to do. And they go through, went through numerous plans in their own way. For, how do I say this? Isaiah Sheridan, he thought that only the body and the memories mattered. He tried cloning. But each circumstance failed in its own spectacular way. And there's a vision of a woman, like, <laughs> butt naked, walk, walking through the streets, just saying... I can't remember what she said. Hello, uh, boss. Hello, boss, over and over again. Tacking someone with a marker. Obviously defective in some way. Right. Uh, it shows a couple of them, yep. like, zombie fives, yeah. zo like, uh, Horatio, like... Yeah. 
one Horatio just filled with tumors, and the only one that actually is moving is probably the woman. Yes. I remember the woman's catchphrase being, yes. Oh, no, yes. She got no. to that eventually. Oh, eventually, yeah. okay. Alright. And the other attempted more spiritual access. He had sent out an agent he thought he was that was under his control, a spirit of a powerful psychic ghost. But apparently the spirit grabbed Horatio and didn't let go. Eventually he was dispersed. Eventually he was dispersed, and Horatio was able to escape for a visit. I gave, believe he gave you a quick message before he was grabbed back by the mourner. Sadly, though, ghosts aren't suitable for much of he anything. He was in the sewer. That was him. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> little shrug. <laughs> Love it. Yep. The ghost is still contained. He has no idea what to do with it, and he decided to go with a second plan. Melinda, your half-sister. Through Melinda. But what? No, what? What? You're... Really, you didn't know? Byron, just... <laughs> Are you... You're the one... Mm. And you see the giant just angry, putting his up, hands up in the air. <laughs> Seriously! Yeah, you hear a chuckle that's obviously Belphegor in the corner. Anyway. You know, if they both provided me with you in Santos, yep. I could have fi- yep. known. I would find out. As for Isaiah Sheridan, he now has you instead. What, wait, what is he gonna do with Melinda? He believes that perhaps whatever Horatio had, Melinda had. That urge for greatness, I do not know. So we're playing. He has the servant girl Melinda, Mm -hmm. and Aishaya decided to go choose, they chose players. Yes. We're both second strings. Pieces on a board. I have a sister. There is also one thing I need to tell you that I promised along with the conclave. There is a way to bring Horatio back. You have his spirit. And well, let's just say Isaiah Sheridan put a clone on ice. And you see a sh- image of what looks like a tube and there is a clone of Horatio just butt naked, just Looking good. Yeah. Looking good. More, more like gasps. Yep. Like without the soul, that is just flesh, with flashes of memory, and the spirit by itself is just a screaming soul. It's perhaps possible that something can come of that circumstance. I give you no guarantees. That is up to you. Where do I find my brother, and where do I get my sister? You must go through Isaiah Sheridan and. Oh, I will. Very much so. You have your answers. Doctor, you're up. Alright, let's get out of here. <laughs> no, you, your answers for Victor? What was your question? Do you have any questions about Victor? Well, no, I was just looking for him just so, so we could uh, hopefully put them out of his misery, but he wasn't here. Where is he now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's, all, that's all I really <laughs> okay. need to know. He is heading towards Britain now. right now. So where? Britain. Ah, well, right. that's... That's the longest that's, circle we've ever had. <laughs> like, well, that's oddly convenient. I, gotta I will say home. this, like, you want to find out why he's after... Do you want to find I, out why he's after uh, Marcus? Or I'd rather Marcus? just put him out of his mystery so uh, I don't Marcus. have to worry. But, yeah, might as I mean, well. I mean, if Marcus was asked, though, he can ask questions. Oh, yeah. Marcus, yeah. Mar- Marcus, Marcus should ask, looks, yeah. Marcus looks at the doctor and just kind of motions at the giant yeah. scientist or less better than I. <sighs> Fine. What exactly does Victor want with Marcus in any case? Victor is tied to Marcus 
through his creation, the circumstances are unclear. Do you know what an empath is? Psychic being that's able to give out, change people's emotions? It's usually false. It can somewhat affect vampires, but it's not true emotions. Mm -hmm. Vampires themselves cannot have true emotions. That's why they are so extreme. They're trying to mimic it in the most extreme way possible. Mm -hmm. To almost feel human. Through Marcus, Victor is able to feel emotions. No, let me be specific. He is able to feel emotion he has never felt for a long time. Suffering. Through Marcus's suffering, he's able to gain true emotions. Even if it's suffering, it's still like sweet nectar to him. That's why all the experimentations, all the circumstances, feel it again and try to mimic it, try to find a way for him to truly feel. Huh. And he will find a way eventually if you don't stop him. Well, no worries. I'll take care of that one. In the meantime, we need to keep you happy, apparently. I'm Irish. Keeping, yeah, keeping an Irish Catholic, <laughs> keeping an Irish Catholic happy, great. <laughs> We've had a distillery or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Now, I had a game. This was such a long time ago. I think we all asked the dead guys some questions. Mm-hmm. I have no recollection what mine was. Wasn't it like keeping people safe? How do you keep people? How do I keep these people safe? I think your, your, uh, your friends and like family that. safe. Uh, yeah. And it was basically you talk to Connor. The guy named Connor. That's the only answer he gave you. Okay. Mm. Wow. Good memory. Jesus. Um, did you know I my job? See, I, just, I keep on going back to Zap talking to a giant crystal. Okay. <laughs> when it goes to big questions. Okay. Um, uh, one more thing. Who's this Connor fella? He's just an Irishman. That you will eventually Even meet. Even the fucking king of France just, <laughs> just throws us away. Throws us away. Eventually, there will come a moment where you will meet this Connor fellow. And when that circumstance happens, you explain there are people you want to take care of. And you will do so. But if you do so, you will never see them again. Great. Story of my life. Thank you, Giant King. <laughs> Green Giant. No. Gold Giant. Anyway, go ahead. Very well. I will also give you this gift. Your circumstances when you return to Britain will not be easy. And there's flashes. Doctor, mm-hmm. flashes of your laboratory on fire. <laughs> yep. Your, uh, flash, uh, Byron, flashes of your estates being closed down for investigation. Your mother actually in a townhouse. <laughs> I smile like that. <laughs> <laughs> ah! And then it shows my property again. Like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Maybe I moved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did move. All right. It shows like a townhouse. No! Okay. Marcus, yeah. images of Adele running through the streets. Nope. Not okay. That is happening right now. Wow. Well, All right, so I think we need to get to Britain. Mm-hmm. We need to get to Britain right away. Mm-hmm. You're uh, a giant creature. <laughs> <laughs> You're a giant magical half-demon creature. Teleportion, teleportation does not exist. I am sorry. Said the yeah, giant magical creature. I'm in my mind! I do not buy his apology. Yeah. No, but you have trebuchets, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> We'd like to send a message. Message. Yeah. We'd like to... S- can you send messages to gra- Gravitonio... Gra- gravity. Gravitonic? Oh, uh... Galvanic. Galvanic. Yes. We would like to send a message. Naturally. 
Wait, no, that won't work. That, that, that's a way to end this really quickly, if I may. Uh, yes, we would actually, we would like you to open up, send a message to Claymore. Uh, he is the guy who owns yeah. the blood branch. Uh, offering the trade agreement that I, Byron Clayton, have agreed upon, and he will put you in contact with the embassy, and you have to go through the government in order to approve it. I don't care what you sell him. Just sell him something. Sell him sheep. <laughs> sell him wool. Sell him something. It should, Perhaps it, some kids. <laughs> don't sell kids. We, that would be really bad slavery. <laughs> I was talking about the goat thing. Oh! <laughs> I feel for it. He just puts his hand up in the air. This guy! Huh. Yes. Sell him anything. Yeah. But, uh, I guess we'll be, we are, what we request is a carriage ride and one of your damn loot players and we'll get to the, uh, we'll get to Switzerland. Naturally. This has been really creepy the entire time and I hope I'll never return to France again. That's fair. <laughs> I want a chateau. <laughs> what are you gonna do about Italy? Italy will be taken care of. I can see bits of the future and I know which paths to take. Alright, well, gentlemen, it's been fantastic, but I'm gone! I say as I like throw my, like, my hands in the air that I realize I'm still in his mind. Is there like a door, or is this just... There's only a beautiful gold door in front of you. Oh. I open it up and there's just fire. Spider party! I didn't tell you to open a spider room! Uh, spider party! Okay. We fall into a ball pit of spiders and when you hit the balls, they explode in like multicolor spiders. Like, why? Okay. Why? <laughs> Byron goes through the door and disappears. What? Well, let's go. Come on. Marcus has got a quill out and he's writing on a piece of paper. First of all, where do you get that? In this mindscape. Second of all... He's a well-read man. All right, fine. Right, and he folds up the piece of paper and he hands it to the giant thing. Picks it up. It's just a list of things for them to travel. He's asking a fucking king. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's talking to a king in his mind. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, like, we would like provisions and a handsome and, uh, you know, like... Just a list of shit, like extortion stuff. All right. Eh, That's blah, blah, blah. I know Do all you want anything secrets. more beyond the handsome provisions? Um, remember, you're asking a king in his mind. Yes, and I will figure that out after we wrap. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I kind of, I kind of, uh, uh, nod, uh, to the giant half demon man. Your Majesty, thank you for this, uh, thanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you for this, um, and she just right. walk out. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yep. I walk out. All right. Doctor, are you heading out? Hell yes. Oh, oh. sorry. <laughs> Actually, well, no, Moira's there. He's, he's kind of like, um, so you're heading out or do you just kind of want to live here now? <laughs> <laughs> Moira looks like she's considering it. Moira is not happy. All right. If you guys want to, you guys want to ask any more questions, this is your final chance. I don't This is okay. a god king of the mind, so. Yeah. No, he's going to be my pen pal. Mm-hmm. Can Horatio's spirit be set at peace? Yes. Do you care to clarify and expand on that, or are you just going to give me a single-word answer? (sighs) There is no clear path to setting him at peace. It depends on the circumstance of the soul. If his soul is strong, it will be easy. If his soul has been weakened too much, too much of him will be gone. You'll have to see when you get there. And he is with this mourner. He is with the mourner, yes. If the spirit is strong, 
you might be able to bring him back with the clone body. If your spirit is weak, it might be better to just try to end him. Either state that I find him in. He's not going in that clone. That, honestly, is probably for the best. But I can guarantee Byron will go against that idea. What a quaint idea. <laughs> Byron doing something selfish. And Moira leaves. That's all, folks. <laughs> Just heads out. Yep. I got your magic right here! <laughs> so where do we wake up? In the thro- in the king's room. He's sitting there, yeah. Hard as rock. Yep. And you see three Jebedons, no, four Jebedons, each one on your throat. Cat, cat. Trading my life is not part of the trade agreement. <laughs> okay. No, he's still standing there for a second. He's like, let them go. And the Jebedons open their mouths and step back. Fantastic. Well, I hope you uh, remember our agreement. Naturally. Trade anything. Claymore will be frothing at the mouth, be the first to actually be able to open trade with France. Mm-hmm. It'll be quite the bragging rights. And, uh, well, we'll need that carriage. Naturally. You'll leave by tomorrow. Indeed. To get everything prepared. Just be careful about Italy. They are ready to fight. They're and always ready to fight. But let's just say our situ- the situation is going to make sure that their internal struggles become too big for them. They've already been breaking apart. It'll only take a few more years. Indeed. Though I, I do want to point out, I found it rather odd that Prussia never said no to Italy. That Prussia asked me to be the deciding voice to fight them. And almost as if they have an agreement. But that's just speculation, I say, as I turn away and just start walking. And you hear a chuckle. Oh, I'm just waiting for a second. That's, that's crazy. What the, <laughs> what the, what the hell are you smoking, Byron? <laughs> uh, yeah, Byron's leaving. Well, not walking out of the bus. He's, yeah, he will, he's, uh, he's going back to his room and he's, uh, actually going to Myra's room and he's just kind of sitting on the bed waiting. Hello, this is the bed I rent. <laughs> Let's leave you for a second. Doctors, Marcus, yeah. and you're going to do anything before we head to the big one over here? Alright. Um, I mean, not really. Uh, just as we walk out um, in the hallway, Marcus stops and looks at the doctor and says, How much of that do you want me to explain? Well, we have all night. Those two are probably going to either you know, be talking all night or Byron will be dead by dawn. Either way, uh, we've got time. All right. Right. Um, Don't worry. I've got liquor. Great. And yeah, yeah throw an arm over the over the doctor and uh, we walk off. Okay. Yep. Oh, friendship. Oh. <laughs> it's beautiful. I heard it's magic, but it's really science. They <laughs> <laughs> keep saying friendship is magic. They're wrong. I'll kill, kill the equations. I'll kill those ponies. I'll kill those ponies. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Byron's just waiting in the room. <laughs> um, Moira opens the door and then turns around to leave. No, no, Ma- Ma- Moira, please, please, no. I-, I would grab your shoulder, but you'd break my wrist, and I've had a really hard day. Oh, oh, that that gets Moira to turn around, which is the most withering look. That worked. It worked. That's, that's. I didn't find out until. When we were leaving on the train to Prussia, Melinda revealed it to me, and I didn't know. I didn't even remember that I. It was my fault. I. 
the doc my mother paid the doctor a large sum of money to make me forget. I apparently the reason my mother wanted you out of the house was because she didn't want you you weren't there to see me what I was. I was a hundred pounds hooked on freaking heroin. And the mother paid the doctor to go into my head and make me not remember that it was my fault. And I got better. And then uh, then I remembered on the train when Melinda revealed everything. Which, by the way, Melinda, I don't even know how to even accept that one. The fact that my brother did not know that he had a sister is... What makes you think he didn't know? Because he would have told you, and you would have told me. Why would I tell anything to you? You knew? Of course I knew. You were on the train when it was revealed. I don't know what happened, but you suddenly did not remember what Melinda said. So I let it be. And I had a feeling that it was your choice to let it be. I am sorry. I am trying to fix everything I did. I am trying to do anything to bring his killer to justice and to bring him back now. Stop. Stop trying to do that. And do what? Just except for the fact that my brother's killers are uh, uh, gone and that even though that he's dead and I could save him and bring him back and fix everything, you think that I should stop and do what? Have a life with Amelia. Deal with my mother's tantrums. Have kids. Watch one of them die one of the, from this blight. No! Why would I? How could you even suggest that? Because bringing back Horatio in any manner will solve nothing. Nothing good comes of someone returning from the dead. It can. It can. My life has been dedicated to eradicating those who return from death. I have studied this in ways that your opium-addled mind could never comprehend. No, you've been running for the entire two years. You have not faced the fact that your husband's dead. I've faced that fact more than you have. Is that why I am willing to accept it. Yo, no, no. You're willing to accept what you have gotten comfortable with. You do not talk to your family. You do not talk to me. You just want to be in your own sad world. And the chance to go back to the way things were is scary to you. But I am not going to let you stop me, Moira. He is my brother. And I will bring him back if I have to damn the whole damn world. Is that what Horatio would have wanted you to do? No. But Horatio was the one that accepted that his brother was on opium and climbed into a carriage. His foolishness will not cost him his life again. And I'm walking out. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Very nice. All right. Locking the door. <laughs> I, try to, I try to lock the door silently so it doesn't sound like I'm scared, but no, it's like... Click. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the feet like... Door window, and you see me like running out your bathroom window like... Alright, in the last minute? No? That's a few hours later, and there's a bell ringing. It's time once more for court. Would you like to come inside, sir? Absolutely. Yeah. 
I'm walking in. I'm not even dressing nicely. Mm-hmm. I'm just walking in my own outfit. <laughs> no, actually, that's stupid. I have to actually... I dress nicely. Okay. I go. Yeah. Ugh. You come to court. There's everyone there. As soon as you arrive, though, the doors close, and you hear clopping. And on a beautiful white horse, except with chameleon eyes, walks in, uh, rides in, the Golden King. Ladies and gentlemen of the court, welcome to my hall. And he just lands down and just begins small talk with everybody. Everyone's bringing up their whatever they want to talk about. Like, I'm just saying the vampires are been good neighbors, but I would like them to stop eating my citizens. And those type of circumstances. Right. Yeah. And Bob's just sitting there. Yeah. Court. And his, slowly but surely, he gets a shit-eating grin on his uh, face. Uh-huh. And... Uh, as the vampires look towards them, squint their eye and turn away, suddenly they feel like something slam into their back and they're drenched with wine. And then as they look <laughs> back, Byron's just leaning back and offering them another grin. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that's it. No, no, no. All right, this one. Byron's ready to play ball, motherfuckers. All right, no. And normally they do something, but the Golden King's there, so they're kind of quiet, but they're fighting their time. Good. All right. All right, and yeah, and Golden King eventually comes up to all of you. The carriages have been prepared. Everything will be set for you to leave tomorrow morning. You'll be taking three of my troubadours as well as several of my givedons. As well as a gift. Thank you for all you've done. No, no problem. No problem. Look, your, your highness, um, just, uh, one more thing. Oh, fucking awful pens. Who bought those? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who made this mess? <laughs> did you send the message, King? I, I'll just say as you're writing that down. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, did you send the message? Yes, I have. Was he quite surprised? He was indeed quite surprised. He's a man used to getting what he wants, but I heard a few high-pitched squeals. I got to admit. Good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, fuck it. It's in plain English like this, but Marcus just writes something down and says, uh, just one more request. You know, as... Someone who. Alright, he puts his ear close to your mouth. And you bite him. Bite the game. Alright. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's, just, it's just a request if it's not too much trouble. Oh. You understand. Oh. Nothing escapes your eye and all that. No, it? that's fair. That's fair. Great. I'll have to do something very subtle. And you see the Ib guy, all of you, starts hearing the intellect gentleman just start to like, what? What, are you, what are you guys doing? What? What? And did you turn around to see all the servants that are glazed eyes only have or their eyes starting open just like look at him? And he goes like, what, what What? are you doing? And a woman slaps him. He's like, what the? And another person slaps him. And everybody, like six or seven people just start repeatedly slapping the guy over and over. He's like a ping pong ball just back and forth because he's so tiny. And one of them splashes uh, some wine on him and everyone just gets a champagne bottle. He's like, was that subtle enough for you? Okay. I'm gonna get another drink. Okay. <laughs> and you hear, stop it, stop it! And it blank! <laughs> I don't care what they say, Your Majesty, you're a great leader. <laughs> <laughs> get, get some wine. Yep. Okay. Right. Yeah, that's all I wanted. Yeah. Okay. Anyone else? Yeah. Alright. Then you have a beautiful court day, just some fine food, and you all fall asleep with no problems. Oh, I sleep like a baby yep. now. <laughs> <laughs> There's no flies. flies in your face. Yeah, There's no flies. Flies in my face. Yep. Alright, and the next morning, you are led off by servants 
towards the, the courtyard. And there is ca- numerous carriages, and what looks like troubadours, one with a lyre, one with what looks like a flute, another one with like drums. All of them on horses around your carriage. And there is a golden king. Your ride awaits. I'll never be back. This was absolutely terrifying, <laughs> but very informative. Okay. I look forward to doing business. Yes. Thank you. So do I. Oh, before I forget. He brings up a, a black bundle and hands it to you. I take it. All right. Open it inside. So open it inside, please. <laughs> Taking a surprise packages and carriages have <laughs> always worked out for clients. <laughs> so, okay, I'll do it. All right. All right. And as soon as you head inside, and you start riding out. I open it up after, like, a mile. Okay. You open it up. He obviously move away from Byron. Out comes a tiny little head. A small baby Jebedon looking at you. I just closed it. <laughs> That's a good boy, Willard. That's a good boy. Oh, sweet. Alright. Cool. And that's where we close out. Yay! Yay! Nicely done, Hazes. Thank you, Khan. I liked what you did with the uh, LO boss. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. the clone, and then you're like, and he used the, psych- the ghost. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to kind of return to that, but I couldn't figure out. It's like, no, why wouldn't the, why would the ghost be fucking around? And you answered it. Yep. That was brilliant. Thank you, Khan. Somebody fill me on that one. That happened a okay, long time Okay, basically what ago. happened was a long time ago, you got, remember you played the guy who could turn into a throat? Yes. Angela was the clone. I remember the clone. Horatio. I think she's, she was a she Horatio was, clone. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, they basically removed the uh, Y chromosome and yep. made an X chromosome because the plague uh, is transferred through the Y chromosome. Okay. Um, and you guys were hunting down what you thought was Jack the Ripper's ghost. Yes. What you kind of got hints of at the end was there was a a guy who could control people, a mind controller. Mm-hmm. Who uh, was could would, would take people over and have them kill other people. Mm-hmm. And what that was was this goat when he died, his ghost could control other ghosts, yep, and those I ghosts would that. control people and kill them. Yes. He also had Horatio's ghost briefly. Interesting. And got it, got it. once you that giant fight, Horatio got like es- escaped. Okay, got it, got it, got it, got it. And that's why sh- the the clone was seeing through Horatio's eyes because Horatio was the one being forced to kill other, like uh, inhabit other people because he was being controlled. Oh, okay. So yeah, this telepathic ghost was controlling Horatio's ghost and making Horatio possess people and kill people. Featuring Pitbull. Yeah, featuring Pitbull. <laughs> yes. So right. that was very close. I never even thought about the, the, the psychic ghost being... Yep. I like that. Thank you. Thank you very much. We might play the LO boss again sometime, like mm-hmm. a couple months later, because you your character got like your ass beat by mm-hmm. that other throat. Yep. So like six months later, where are they now? Mm-hmm. Yep. And, uh, still the hospital, still Victorian. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you're fine. You have the Mercurio, I think. Mercurio or... Mercurial. 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 And then we have the girl, the woman, the clone, mm-hmm. who can speak more than just yep. yes or no now. Yes. Yep. She's actually been set in the library for yep. five years. And also what months. I want to do, I'm probably in the future going to do a one shot before we do the final set, the final couple of sessions. It's going to be a one shot with Adele and some other characters. Figure out why you guys are running through the streets and why everything's on fire. Dude, it's got to be Adele and that goddamn bird, well, the bird person. person. Yeah. I really want somebody to play that bird person. Like, <laughs> what do you mean I can't turn into a bird? <laughs> <laughs> yep. But very interesting. Yeah. Awesome. Nicely done. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that was nuts. 
The king wasn't awful. I thought the king was going to be. I alive. was prepared to be like, okay, we need to murder the king because no. clearly he's the, the devil. Well, Dick, he combined with the demon, so well, no, there's he, a difference. A demon, com- the devil, he combined with scales. the blight, and yeah, the blight is just kind of. Yeah, damn it! That was the one thing I wanted to bring up. Uh, well, fuck it. Never mind. No, just come on, tell me. Uh, no, it was in character. My character was going to ask. The doctor, I was trying to remember it, but all that stuff. I know, we can just edit in if you want to really say it, because honestly, I want to hear it. It was simply, um, it was simply, do you think it's possible that someone being able to tell that the blight was coming wasn't just specific to France? Because the Bible talks about prophets. So theoretically, basically what he's getting, what Marcus would be getting at is that there might be the equivalent in England somewhere. We just don't know what they did with that knowledge. Right. Oh, mm-hmm. I mean yeah. that's something we like. We could talk on the side. So yeah. no, that's a good. That's something definitely to consider. Yep, yep. I have to admit, Jesus, like you, 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 you get so close to the line of this being magic, mm-hmm. and then you step away, and you have a very scientific approach yep. to it. I like it. Like when you were saying, like, "There's demons." I'm like, "Uh oh, here mm-hmm. we go, <laughs> the warp motherfuckers." Yep. But it's like, no, you, you brought it back to like, no, the guy. It's it's a, it's back to skimming that line between yep. magic and dark science, like the darkest of dark science. I like it, yeah. and like I said, it was it was interesting how you uh, this whole thing played a part. Did you just go with my, my Italy guess? Or yep. Was oh god, <laughs> I'm so sorry. That was like no, no, no. That, it worked, so I went with it. It was fine. Cool, because Byron's like I was trying to say I was trying to say I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was something that I it sounded say. very clever, and I thought this would be very cinematic if that happened that way. So hell with it. Cool, thank you. Yeah. I'm proud that it sounded clever. Good GM is just making shit up on the fly. He's like, yeah, that makes sense. Because I was over there checking, and I was like, okay, Switzerland is like pretty much bordering France, mm-hmm. and behind that is Italy. I mean, there's a little bit that peeks out, but I was like, ah, they lost that. Mm-hmm. Switzerland owns the Alps. That's yep. all I know. So, no, this was this was interesting, and I liked me and Angela arguing. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's always nice. Okay. Yeah, that was, that was a great conversation. <laughs> yeah, that was a great conversation in the end. I loved it a lot. And I just want to see what happens when you finally get the pieces. If you get the pieces of operation. And I also like that you're uh, supplying us with like views of what's going on in the other countries. I mean, like it's not like you're. I don't think we're ever going to go into China. No. But it was cool for you to say like, oh yeah, China's fine. China's like biochemical mm-hmm. fucking lobster things in your mm-hmm. earphone. That was that was the coolest creature I think for yeah. me. This game. Goat. Goat. Was Look out that goat. Also, <laughs> yeah. oh, Slenderman goat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I, I was out of the room Slender. with the Slenderman goat. Slender yeah. It was just a goat that when you looked at it, it was pretty much like the like Slenderman yeah. Experience. It was basically you would get like sta- <laughs> when your vision would start. It, it was hypno goat. <laughs> yeah. 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 But no, I thought it was a really cool addition. It's like I don't want to mm-hmm. go to China, but it's kind of I like how you. I they have it. more of those goats over there. Right <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's that. yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. a fainting goat. Yeah, the goat was a face off. You see the goat, you faint. Yeah. The goat was a piece of a creature called the Chen Yang. That decided to just make it to the story. I thought there was going to be more of them. We're like, no, just make them super scary squips and yeah, thing. So I will ask this, though. Um, so bef- when I heard that we were going to or France when, la- after last game, I sent Jesus a uh, Wikipedia page for Savat, yep. um, which is French kickboxing mm-hmm. and its history. Um, so did you just look at your game and be like, there's really no time for a goddamn fight? Yeah, honestly, I thought of numerous circumstances. But I thought I would be forcing it if I tried to put it in. Mm-hmm. So I thought I will. If, if opportunity comes up, I'll put it in. But otherwise, I oh, just we go didn't start. fight in this, did we? Yeah. No, nope, really. not at all. I'm sorry because I stopped the fight between you and the pet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the that was going to be an opportunity, but it happened. So you move yeah. on. 
Yeah, but it didn't really seem to forward the story. Yeah, yeah. that's fine. Yeah. And so, like, if the stakes are different, then I'm down with the fight, um, as long as the outcome is, like, story-driven. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but, but anyways, yeah, so I, I did a little research on French kickboxing, and it was basically, like, everything that England did not believe in. Yep. Uh, it was kind of awesome, but. Yeah. So. Story being story, story comes first. Ah, whatever. I liked it. Like I said, it was French was nice and creepy without getting too magic. Mm. Thank you. It was dark science-y. Mm. Uh, it was weird, mm. and I liked it. Yep. But I am kind of looking forward to going back into London. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. yeah. I think it's enough for the field trip right yeah, right. yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, al- and also, just you know, Eliphius so Livy was a real guy. He was like really into the cult, like actually a few decades before the blight officially hit everywhere. So I thought, this is a cool guy to turn into a god king. And that one with works for me. Yeah. yeah, I like. Like I said, good job. Yeah, overall cool. And yeah. I tickle pink that you made sense of my LO boss. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that the clone was uh, created by Sheridan, which you and me had discussed about. Mm-hmm. And I'm, but I'm glad that you I love the fact that the ghost uh, serial killer uh, was actually controlled by the morning. Yeah, well, attempted to be controlled. Or controlled. Yeah, and hard to do. Yeah, but that's brilliant. Yeah, that was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I also really like. Zero charisma fire. <laughs> that was such a highlight. That was all random dice. I did yeah. not plan for that, but I wish I had. Yep. That was amazing. Then I slapped my around the ass. Combat <laughs> begins. Yep. <laughs> that was but, a, yeah, great job. All right. This Marcus and the doctor, do you feel okay with what you guys had to do? I or? had to do, I had plenty to do, so I, I uh, Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, got to talk a little bit about my character's uh, origin story, which is always nice. Oh, mm-hmm. it's good to actually uh, get to see that. Like you were, uh, you could see the courtroom. Yeah. Um, and, uh, aside from that, I, I really liked it because, um, I'm, I'm playing very much an auxiliary character or like an, uh, an assistance character. Um, and it was really funny to both assist pretty much everybody at some point yeah. with what they're yeah. doing only by virtue of I was the only one who could help. So like Moira with zero coordination <laughs> was hilarious. I could um, not have planned that. That was that great. Was, that was, yeah, that was, a. Uh, that was amazing. Um, uh, I, I like the Victor thing too. Like, you're, the reason Victor wants to fuck with you is because you make him feel suffering. Yeah. But feeling anything is better than feeling nothing. Yeah. So he, that's why he's fucking with you so much. Yep. Yeah. Effectively. But basically, uh, yeah, the only emotion that transmits is suffering. I'm guessing the rest of his emotions don't. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. is why he wants you to suffer. Because oh well. Yeah. Which is why he wants me to quit drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I, I thought I thought you uh, this was uh, uh, showed a lot. All the secrets are out on the table. Yeah, I've been holding to you since like the third session of this game. So <laughs> what? I've been holding these secrets since the third session of this goddamn game. So I'm happy to finally get it out for you guys to do something with it. Well, I think we break. we know a shitload of secrets now. Melinda, my half sister, yep. she knew about it. Horatio knew about it. Hey, Horatio's death. It's finally, out everybody there. knew about it, but you, Byron. Yeah, <laughs> I think all the secrets that we were holding kind of to our chest. Yep. It's out there, and now it's just kind of like okay. Now we got a fucking clean house. Mm-hmm. I got to find my sister. Yep, man. Yes, focus on that. Yep, and survive just... a possible war between the living and the dead in Britain. Yeah, and also, Doctor, did you cash that check they gave you when you overrode Moira's uh, memories again? Because <laughs> I feel like we don't even need to at this point. They keep fucking undoing it. No, I keep I cash those checks immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know my work. 
right. yeah, I figure this time it's gonna it, we're we're gonna leave it. Okay. It was it was cool to undo it the the first time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because um, it was like a big emotional character yeah, yeah. moment. It's like no, at a certain point you need to stop running from it. So. Yep. Nope, I say that's the only memory we leave intact. <laughs> Everything, Everything else goes. Everything Literally, else. Angela, flip open the book and point to your new character class, because <laughs> that's what you're coming back as is Moira. Moira, the dogged detective. <laughs> Moira, the ace reporter. <laughs> Moira, the chetney slayer. <laughs> How did you guys feel about the importance of Horatio, about who he's supposed to be? I liked it. Yeah. I mean, Interesting. He's, he's, there's, I like the fact that it was... He has the genetic markers to be awesome. And I kind of like the fact that now it's just them saying, okay, well, he was the perfect one. Those two are close to genetically kind of, I don't know. So it's a cool combination of now we have to choose the B-listers. I'll go with Byron the the drunk Uh and the opiate addict. And you'll take the maid who's an anarchist. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, not the cream of the crop. Yeah, we are not the cream of the crop, but it's interesting to say like that we we still Beggars have can't be choosers. Yeah, we still have some genetic material. It's like no, you're you're almost good enough like Horatio, but we just have to shape you a mm-hmm. little bit more. So it was a cool idea that each one are picking up players, and I'm I'm interested in how that goes. Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, oh, one one oh. one criticism. Why no trebuchets? <laughs> <laughs> Because, well, seriously. Seriously. Like, I'm one-fourth of your player base. What the I fuck? I was thinking of including the trebuchet and the savat fight, but it just didn't come up in the store. I'm sorry. <laughs> flying trebuchet savat fight! Just flinging Jean-Claude Van clones at each other. Jean-Claude Van Damme's, guys. Okay. Anyways, that was my yeah. This is Jesus Rodriguez of the FanOwell.com role-playing podcast. Thank you for listening. And good night. And for our French listeners, I am so sorry. <laughs> I have screwed up your history, your names, your culture, but I'm American, so it's accepted. Good night. Wait, wait you've screwed up their culture as in, like, the the effects, the ripples of this podcast will be so vast that we will inherently change their way of life? Well, Suck yeah. it, France! <laughs> yeah! This is French! Au revoir! Good night. Hey, Fanable fans, we hope you enjoyed this session of Inhal Metropolis, where secrets were discovered, truths were revealed, and a lot of funny stuff happened at Bendley. Next session, it's going to be even more interesting as soon as I figure out what it is. If you like this, we have other games and other systems and genres you might enjoy listening to. We also have blog posts, a more geeky-related podcast where we talk about more general things you might be interested in talking to called the Geek Types Roundtable and some other random stuff on the site you just can browse and look for yourself and if you like us and only if you really like us consider giving to our Patreon with the Patreon cash we do things like food web hosting and paying for those dark dark rituals we use in Hollow Metropolis if you don't have cash on you or not don't want to give us cash it's fine consider Talking about some forums, giving us good reviews on things like iTunes or whatever is useless to us so we can get the fan of the word out there. It's something we'd really like to do. Thanks for being fans. And remember, the dark future past of Unhallowed is the dreary. It's weird, alright? Thanks. <laughs>